All right. You ready, Fluffy? Uh, yeah, go for it. What episode is this? Uh, 270. 270? Jesus, we've been doing this a while. Yikes, dude. A lot of episodes, man. <laughs> dude, it's amazing how time... <laughs> like, at least you have the episodes to help you keep track of time. I don't even have... I don't even have that. I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> like so we're talking i was doing something and like 2016 came up and i was like yeah i was like last year right and they're like it was like six years ago man. They're like, people were like still in college like, i don't know i was i was with these young people who were still in college with them i'm like what anyway it was very distressing yeah yeah um, well <laughs> there's no such thing as time anymore i don't I, yeah i had to like pull out excel today to calculate how old i'm gonna be this year um <laughs> It's like too hard. the math is getting too hard. Uh, well, happy autumnal equinox eve. I kissed a girl and I liked it. The taste of her cherry chapstick. I kissed a girl just to try it. I hope my boyfriend don't mind it. It felt so wrong, it felt so right. Don't mean I'm in love tonight. I kissed a girl and I liked it. I liked it. And I'd like to make myself believe that planet Earth turns slowly. It's hard to say that I'd rather stay awake when I'm asleep. Cause everything is never as it seems. Blame it on the goose, got you feeling loose. Blame it on the throne, got you in the zone. Blame it on the alcohol. Blame it on the alcohol. Blame it on the vodka. Blame it on the henny. Blame it on the blue cat, got you feeling dizzy. Blame it on the Alcohol, blame it on the alcohol. Shouties like a melody in my head that I can't keep out. Got me singing like na 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 every day. It's like my iPod stuck on replay, stuck on replay, stuck on replay, replay, replay. We recorded a so, uh, an episode two years ago on the very same date because we're recording on a different day this year. Uh, the reason I know is because on September twenty first of twenty twenty, I put. Uh, September by Earth, Wind, and Fire on the playlist. And spoiler mm. alert, um, <laughs> it's September 21st, so it might end up on the playlist again tonight. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. welcome everybody to episode 270. Uh, if you don't recognize the voices that you heard, we've got uh, Cliff and Chuck with us, along with uh, ever present Fluffy Fingers MD. Uh, how you How you doing tonight, Chuck? I'm fantastic. How are you? Doing well, Cliff. I'm good. Awesome. Yeah. We are going to be talking about music tonight. We haven't done one of these in a while. Uh, and it was Cliff's pick, so you know it was going to be interesting. Uh, and he put together for us this time a Weird L playlist, uh, which uh, put it together long before I realized there was even a movie coming out about it, but. If you have Roku, you can watch the Weird Al movie starring uh, Daniel Radcliffe these days as well. Should uh, should tonight's music episode get yeah. you peaked, <laughs> your interest peaked into the Weird Al world? Actually, I thought about making up a bunch of uh, like history of all these, like just completely making up a bunch of history behind all these songs. Complete <laughs> bullshit lies. <laughs> just be like, yeah, like this one he wrote when he was like waiting in jail to get. Yeah. He wrote this one when he was in rehab. I do love that. With that. We're gonna run with that. Everybody has a little backstory for each song, dude. Yeah, I think I think you really need to make that happen. 
All right, I'll see what I can do for some of these. I mean, it's, um, it's essentially like all parody music, right? So, like, why not make a parody? A, a parody back parody of a parody a parody yeah parody but well that's the movie it's just a parody of a parody um yeah and amazingly they were able to make it because because like they didn't get madonna's permission <laughs> to to portray her in a film <laughs> um now, I, I don't know if i know anything about that what's that yeah, all about? weird I was, there's like a weird well she's in it and i guess oprah's in it like their characters playing them okay and he was and there's like an interview with Weird Al. And he's like, yeah, like I couldn't, like we went to the lawyers. And I'm like, well, they're never going to let us do this. Because <laughs> like, there's like, this totally has to be illegal. And, and the lawyers are like, no, no, they're public figures. Like everybody knows who they are. Like they'll realize that that's not them, you know? <laughs> so apparently like, it was okay. <laughs> that's absolutely fantastic. So what made you uh, pick Weird Al as the, uh, <clears throat> the call for this? Well, so, um, all right. So, Weird Al's been around like pretty much my whole life, I guess, right? Like I was yeah. young when he first started. And so when you're like a kid, like he, Weird Al's kind of awesome, especially if you're a kid in the 80s. Um, yeah. And then you sort of grow up and, uh, early, and early 90s. And yeah, that's about it. But um, and then like you, know, you kind of grow up and you get like you turn like a teenager and you get too cool like for school. Yeah. And like you stop listening to like, you know, par- satire parody music. But then, like, you have kids, and then you're looking for stuff to listen to when you get older. And so, like, with my kid, I was like, oh, listen to all these cool Weird Al songs. And I didn't even realize he was still, like, recording, like, albums like crazy. Like, I kind of <laughs> heard he was around. Like, I just didn't know he was still so active. Um, and still had so much cool stuff. And I was like, man, like, this guy is amazing. Um, and, like, he's got, like, just some of his accomplishments. <laughs> he's, like, he's probably the most accomplished recording artist in America. Because he's got, like, 11 or 12 albums. He's won like five Grammys. What else? Gold records, six platinum records. He has like a gold or platinum record, I think, in every decade since like the 80s. I mean, it's just like kind of remarkable for a guy who. who Absolutely crazy. And even he admits, he's like, everyone, he's like, I release an album, basically, like, people forget I exist after like three or four years, then I make a new album. It's like how he works. But um, anyway, so I I kind of rediscovered it. I'm like, man, this guy is pretty amazing. And then, uh, I can never pick like one album to talk about though, because there's like good stuff and some of the stuff's like whatever, you know. And then um, we have been doing these playlists where it's like we kind of put together like a retrospective, and I just kind of thought it'd be cool to like to to like pick something from like each of his albums and kind of walk through his kind of career and see how he's sort of evolved or not evolved, I guess. Um, it's really about how music's evolved because he just does like pop songs from whatever time he's doing. Right, that was the thing that um, I thought of the most while doing this is like. I know all of these songs, so the music part of it isn't like I'm not hearing anything new that I haven't heard a million times on pop radio in terms of like the music for it. So it's only the lyrics that's drawn me in, and it's I don't know. My brother's first concert ever was seeing Weird Al at the the Dodge County Fair in Wisconsin, um, yeah. and uh, I still remember a vacation when I was a kid, probably like middle school. We went up to our family's island, and uh, I must have listened to whichever album. I'm trying to well, – the one that had Amish Paradise on it. I had to have listened to that, like, 20 times on the six-hour drive up there, the six-hour drive back, and then, like, as I was reading uh, up on the island, and just I was like, all right, well, this <laughs> brings back a whole bunch of memories of me listening to a ridiculous amount of Weird Al as a kid. Yeah, I, I feel like most people have, like, a – I, I listen like these th- two or three albums are the ones you've listened to when you were a kid, <laughs> and they're all like different for everybody, you know. 
Um, I feel like, you know, the cool thing about him, though, is like, yeah, he's just doing pop music, but he's doing the pop music like he has to recreate the song entirely mm -hmm. so he doesn't get sued. And then he like matches like the vocal tone and the vibe of it. And then on top of it, he makes like an amazing music video to go with it. Mm -hmm. What's crazy like about a... Weird Al is like he's like he's able to do what he do what he does because because it's it's satire, like copyright laws don't apply to satire. Like if you're making if it's a parody, if it's satire, if you're making fun of it, it's okay. And um, like that goes for a lot of shit. Um, but yeah, but, but we, as 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 you said here, like the music videos, like I, when I think of Weird Al, I think of when I was like 12 or 13 years old, I got my tonsils out and I'm at home and on VH1, they had a Weird Al marathon <laughs> and just watching like an entire like three hour, four hour block of just Weird Al music video. I had never like heard him or seen it before. I'm like, damn, like the shit was just hilarious. You know, like I'm 12, 13 years old, you know, the youngest shit, just obnoxious and impressionable. And I thought it was great. Yeah. And the videos are all like, there's such a big part. Like he's, he's, he got his start. In like the like 1980, 81, something like that, right when MTV started. And right away, like his first big hit was like because of doing a video, you know, and that's what I think. Are, and so he just got like, it was like perfect timing for him to come along and do this stuff. Um, and just during and the whole MTV period, he was just like, he kind of exploded. And I don't think anyone expected it because um, he had a hard time getting like a, you know, getting a, you know, studio to like, or a record label to back him and all that kind of stuff. Um, and even, as he went through his career, I think he kept getting like cut from rate. Like he kept getting people kept writing him off over and over again. Um, well, it's not just the music that are parodies; like the videos are parodies too. Like, yeah, the videos same, are like, amazing. Like those same like iconic and, videos from back in the day. And yeah, that's like the same thing. It's like he he recreates it, but with his own like little silly, ridiculous twist on it too. Yeah, and it's always like an interesting like juxtaposition of like, like a lot of times he'll do like the exact opposite of what the actual song's about, or like. I don't know if we can get into it, I guess. But so, I mean, we should just start talking about. So, I don't know how. Yeah. Um, I don't have a lot of like, we're going to like talk about a lot of lyrics, and we have a little bit of that maybe. But, but a lot of what I was looking up was a little bit of the background on some of this stuff. Um, and so, just, I guess, so people know, like, so he got to start in, like, in college. He was just like, in, so he, he, um, so Weird Al plays the accordion. That's his instrument, which yeah. his parents, um, got him accordion lessons when he was a kid because there was a famous, the Poker King of America is uh, Frank Yankovic. who's not related to him, but apparently that was why his parents thought he should learn the accordion. His name was based Yankovic. off of his name, based off of his last it's, name. As far as I can understand, yeah, that's kind of where it came from. And they were just like Polish and they were like, yeah, learn the accordion. And he apparently was really good at it and took to it and like kind of grew up a weird kid and like I think just loved like that he played an accordion. And like this, you know, it's like disco era, and he's like out there with this polka. Um, and then, so like in college, he just started writing all these goofy songs, and he really got into this radio program with this um, DJ called Doctor Demento, who ran like a, a syndicated air, like radio program, um, which was just all about like ridiculous music and like like goofy comic stuff and just all kinds of weird, silly things, like very, very um, like parody type music. And so he was writing songs to send in to Doctor Demento. And apparently, like most of the stuff you'd get was kind of crappy. Most of the, um, 
like listener submitted stuff, but like Weird Al stuff like really started catching on. And um <clears throat> and like well so my blown it was one of the first ones that kind of caught on, but the first one I put on the list was a song called Another One Rides the Bus, which is a parody of Queen's Another One Bites the Dust. And he wrote that for to play live on Dr. Demento's show. And it was like one of the first ones to really like catch on and like people just loved it. And he actually ended up getting on the Tom Snyder late show, which was like being on like late night with David Letterman or something. He like let him on to like play this thing. And there's this like crazy video of him like barefoot, like going ballistic. Um, and the whole song is just it, it, like it's recorded, I think, in the bathroom at his college where he recorded all of his early music. Riding in the bus down the boulevard and the pace was pretty packed. Yeah. But a seesaw had to stand with a perverse in the back. It was smelling like a locker room. There was junk all over the floor. We're already packed in like sardines before we're stopping to pick up more. Look out! Another one rides the bus saw. Another one rides the bus saw. And another comes on, and another comes on. Another one rides the bus. Hey, he's gonna sit by you. Another one rides the bus. Even the remastered version sounds like it was recorded in a bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> it was actually inside of a walk, big, huge, deep, deep meat freezer inside of a bathroom. <laughs> it, it's yeah, and it's just him and his accordion, and they, and his buddy would play drums, which was his accordion case. You would bang so who, who did case. the the hand squeaks? You know what I mean? Like you can hear that. <laughs> at him. So it's the <laughs> it's the percussionist. It was his buddy. Like, college buddy. And he just had a bunch of horns and whistles and like, and would bang on the drum and do squeaks and burps and, and I don't think any of it's edited. I think it's all like a live rendition. But um, I mean, maybe for the for the radio. I mean, for the um album, they probably did some editing, I guess. But, but um, but yeah. It's so the cover. It, so the original song is another one bites the dust. Is like a real like Queen like bro rock anthem. That's their their music's kind of very like, um, just very like you know, like it's like the kind of stuff you play behind like an NFL game or something. But um. And so his rendition is just like a song about how annoying it is to ride the city bus because it's crowded with people and like you just they keep going and they and they're stopping and picking up more people and like you can't get to your stop. Which I don't know if you've been on a crowded bus, it's exactly what it feels like, and it <laughs> is very anxiety-inducing. Just you know? the worst. Yeah, like he's got like you know there's a, sm- a smelly old bum standing next to me. He hasn't showered in a year. I think I'm missing a contact lens. I think my wallet's gone. And I think the bus is stopping again. This lets more freaks on. You know. So it's just, I don't know. It's, it kind of just, you can see kind of where he's coming from. He's starting out, he's parroting these, um, these, uh, you know, pretty, it's a very big song at the time. Another one bites the dust. Um, and then the other one, again, these are from his, his first, um, album. I don't even know what it's, I think it's just called weird Al, uh, was my Bologna and that was, or my Bologna. Um, and it's a parody of the knacks, my Sharona. So what's funny about this song? It so so he recorded this and it went on the air, Doctor Demento, and I guess people were recording it off the air, like they used to record stuff off the radio. And somehow uh, a copy got to the lead singer of the Knacks, uh, who 
sang my Sharona, uh, Doug Figer, and he loved it. He was like so in love with it. He took it to his um to the his representative at Capitol Records and was like, "Yo, we got to release this as as a single." So they actually signed Weird Al to Capitol Records to release this as a single, and that was like his first. <laughs> that's how he got his break. That's how he got his first like single. Well, it wasn't even his break because they released it. It sold like a, a bunch of copies, and I think he made some money. And then he's like, "Oh, he went to Capitol Records. Like, oh, I got a bunch of other songs we can record." And they're like, "No, slow down there, son. Like, we released your song. You're done here." And oh, so then geez. he like, but he ended up getting representation and stuff, and um, and finally getting signed with some some record company to release this first album. But he said it was really tough in the beginning because like nobody really knew where to book him and stuff like that. He was playing a lot of like he would open for a lot of punk bands, and like. So he'd be opening for like I don't know like some Ramones knockoff band, and the fans were just not into like this weird dude with an accordion singing like My Bologna, um, <laughs> and so they used to get like booed off stage all the time and stuff like that. But uh, so the first couple years were like really rough. The album actually sold really well, but I think he just had a kind of a tough time getting it together, and they hadn't done any albums yet or any um any videos yet. Um, but yeah, so My Bologna, it's just you know it starts off m- My Bologna. It's this. I don't know, like what else to sing about it. Um, oh, my little hungry one, you know. Um, but it also starts this tradition of writing a lot of songs about food. Most of his parodies, especially early on, are about food. Um, and I think it's he didn't drink or smoke or do drugs or anything. I think he just ate food, like crappy food, and watched TV. I think so. Sort of just writes about what he knows about. Makes sense. Um. And then, so then, our next song, um, and this was his, like, big break. Uh, his next album was um, Weird Al in 3D. It came out in 1984, and on it he had Eat It, which is a parody of Michael Jackson's Beat It. And it also came with the video, heated video. And this was like his fuse right. first big, like the first big hit. Everybody knew him. Um, he also won his first Grammy, Grammy, I think, for this one. And like it peaked at like number twelve in the charts or something crazy. It was like well, it was a really big hit at the time. And it was just like if you see the vi- like the video really makes it because if you see him, like Michael Jackson's kind of a sort of a weird looking guy. But back then in the early days, he wasn't as weird as he was later, but he was still looked fairly normal, but he had like a Gerald curl and stuff. And weird Al is like wearing the same outfit and he's like a real skinny guy, like same kind of build, same hairstyle. Cause he's got this like poofy hairstyle, but like this like big mustache, giant glasses, you know, and he's singing this song just about um, eating food. Like, like, and you know, just eat it, just eat it, get yourself an egg and beat it. Have some more chicken, have some more pie. It doesn't matter if it's boiled or fried, just eat it, you know? Right. Um, you know, it's, it's cool about this song. I like is um, not just this one, but like all of them in general. Like, it's not just about how he recreates the songs or he recreates the music or, or the lyrics. He also recreates like the way the artist sings a song, and, and even yeah. as far as like backup vocals and little ad libs here and there. Like he does like the little, like the little shouts and backup, like the little, like, you know, like Michael Jackson. Yeah. He does that shit. 
just like Michael Jackson does. He performs it as the artist would perform it, just with different words being silly. Yeah, he and he, with, oh, he ahead, nails it, dude. He he fucking nails it, like with with his voice and and the way that he imitates it, like and Michael Jackson specifically, like he really can channel Michael Jackson. It seems like it's crazy how many of the songs like doesn't matter who he's parodying. It doesn't like his voice. While it doesn't sound maybe anything like some of the ones we get to later. He still just does a fantastic job of getting their cadence down too. And like, yeah. you, you can like hear the original singer while he's doing it. And you can tell with this one, this is like the first one that he had money behind when he was making. Cause like <laughs> the first two we listened to, it was like, a meat locker inside of a bathroom as yeah. Chuck put it. With uh, an accordion. Yeah. <laughs> with an accordion and like an accordion case as a drum. And like this one, they have actual real instruments and <laughs> production like value. guitar solo and shit. It's like, damn. Dude. <laughs> so I don't know. I, uh, you can see why this like set him off on his way because it was so well done. He just, he just nails and he nails Michael Jackson, who was at the time, like he was the biggest star on earth. Like he just, yeah. Like and there wasn't even like a close second. Um right. and also Michael Jackson loved his parodies <laughs> for whatever reason. Also um, helps. Like it, it helps that like <laughs> these first couple ones when he's parodying uh people love, because I know when we get to some of the later ones, uh they didn't love it as much. No, there was some well, you know, the whole like way he goes about uh getting kind of permission, because he does have to get like some kind of permission to do it. And he ends up putting like the original the original um, people with the original um, writing credits, he on his songs he adds them as writers, as co-writers. So he shares like writing royalties and stuff with everybody who wrote the original songs. I don't know if he has to or if he just does that. Um, and he also gets sort of permission. He has to get permission, I think, from their label or something to do it. I think it's to um, to record it and release it. That's what he has. To, if he's just playing it live, it's like he can do whatever he wants. Um, but he does have to get sort of permission. And I don't know how much of that is like a legal thing and how much is like he's just kind of a nice guy and doesn't like to he tries not to screw people over, I guess. Um I know like during this period he really wanted to do a lot of Prince covers and Prince would never let him do anything. Uh, and there's a lot of interviews where he's like, I just I hope Prince gets a sense of humor someday. He's like <laughs> like he wrote a song with Yellow Snow for Purple Rain, you know, and stuff like that. And I think he plays them live sometime, but he's never released them. Um uh. Yeah, Prince doesn't strike me as the kind of guy who would find Weird Al's uh, stick. No. stick Another. Wouldn't have found it amusing. Is that because he's dead? Well, yeah, I mean, now he'll never find it amusing. But even when he was alive, he he seemed like he, a very serious man. He took his music seriously. I think Michael Jackson was a little more open to the <laughs> open to that <laughs> kind of stuff. Yeah, Prince was not amused. I think with uh, but you know, it's funny as he gets through his career, like more and more people like a. They love that he parries their like it, he becomes more of a with some, notable, with some notable exceptions. He he becomes um the, the the response from the artist is actually pretty cool to try to find that stuff. Um so on that same vein so on the same album. Oh no, on the next album. So he releases Eat It, it blows up, it's a huge there's a couple other good songs on here. Um I think this had uh, Like a Surgeon, which is another great one of the Madonna yeah, yeah. parody. Um which apparently I think she suggested that he do like a surgeon. Is from what really? I understand. Like she was like, "When are you gonna parry my like a virgin?" She's like, "You could do like a surge, something like that." And he and found he, out about yeah. it and was like, "Okay, I'll do it." You know, um, we didn't have that on the playlist, huh? No, I tried to. Um, I, I, there was already too much stuff on here. <laughs> There's a lot on here. 
Um, but uh, but I did pick so off the next album, uh, the Dare to Be Stupid album, uh, nineteen eighty five. So a year later, right. one year later, right? Um, and this is a it. So this is a not a parody of an actual song. It's what he calls like a style parody, where he like writes an original song, but it's like as if it were written by the band that he's making fun of. So in this case, it's Dare to Be Stupid, which is a style parody of Devo, which was one of his favorite bands at the time. Um, that makes sense. And yeah, it I is definitely feel that, dude. It is like a straight up Devo song, and it's just all <laughs> the just like it's just all the stupid things you can do, like let your babies grow up to be cowboys, you know, let the bed bugs bite. Uh, put your, he's like, put your all your eggs in one basket. Count your chickens before they hatch. You know. Put on the chainsaw and listen to me. It's time for us to join in the fight. It's time to let your babies grow up to be cowboys. It's time to let the bedbugs fight. You better put all your eggs in one basket. You better count your chickens before they hatch. You better sell some wine before it's time. You better find yourself an itch to scratch. You better squeeze all the charm and you can. So Mark Mothersball, who's the lead singer from Devo, uh, his reaction, so he heard the song and he, and his quote is, I'm going to read his quote, is, uh, I was in shock. It was the most beautiful thing I had ever heard. He sort of re-sculpted that song into something else and, well, I hate him for it. (laughs) (laughs) He was like, it's more Devo than anything that Devo ever did, you know? Um... And this is one of my favorite uh, Weird Al songs, is Dare to be Stupid. Amusingly I enough, I was like, the one I was like, eh, I can go without. Out of the ones you listed. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> which, is, which is amusing because, like, clearly he nails what he's trying to do there. It's just, I don't know. It might be just okay. because I'm not a huge Devo fan to begin with, so, like. <laughs> that would probably. <laughs> not he really totally. Well- like I, I actually, <laughs> I think for a while, like when I was younger, I thought it was an actual Devo song too. I wasn't even, <laughs> I wasn't even aware it was a Weird Al song. Yeah, when I was listening to the playlist, I was like, I don't know what this is a parody of. I didn't get it. So yeah, so it's one of these like style parody. He has a couple of them in here, I think. But um, and yeah, like when picking stuff out, I tried to get things that were like different genres because he does so much different stuff, and then different types of. He has these like formulaic ways he goes about things. Um, on every album, he includes a polka medley, which are just covers of existing pop songs, like he'll have ten pop songs. And he just covers them in a polka style and like a musical medley, like you'd get when you see like the Rolling Stones and they play their all their hits together in one song. <laughs> um, and that's Basically, like on every album he does that. It's like tell what era the album came out with based on his polka polka yeah. medley on that album. Yeah, well, yeah I, I, mean, I heard that when I heard Polka Face, I was like, this is like 15 different songs ranging from like a six-year period or whatever. Yeah, that's that's the... Um, yeah, I was trying to decide which one to pick, and I was like, I'm trying to find one where people will know the actual songs. <laughs> like, if I picked the one from 85, like, I don't think I was going to know any of these things. Because they're all one-hit one... They're all bands you've never heard of since, you know? Well, um, <laughs> based on the hurdle results in the pod, in the uh, Discord, uh, you're... 
pretty safe to have people miss a decent number of them. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And then we get to our first Star Wars one, huh? Yeah, so off, also off Dare to be Stupid, uh, Yoda, which is a parody of Lola by the Kinks. <laughs> <laughs> which is, and it's, and, it, and it's, yeah, it's just a song about Yoda and uh, Empire Strikes Back, which had just come out like that year or the year before. I met him in a swamp down in Dagobah, where it bubbles all the time like a giant carbonated soda. S-O-D-A soda. I saw the little rent sitting there on a log. I asked him his name and in a raspy voice he said Yoda. Y-O-D-A Yoda. Yo, 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 yo. So, so far we've had food and uh, Star Wars. So those are recurring themes we're going to run into. Um, and uh, <clears throat> I think the thing that I like the most about the Star Wars ones, and Yoda did that, is it legitimately is basically just a song breaking down the scenes that Yoda's in in that movie. Like, yeah. <laughs> you could have never seen the movie and you would know exactly what to watch by listening to this or what to look for for watching this or listening to this song. Um, yeah, it's just it's just like the plot of the movie, and he just tells you what happens. Um, and uh, so this one was actually delayed for a while because he had a hard time getting permission from Ray Davies, who's the um, songwriter for the uh, the Kinks. And it's one of those things where like he he finally tracked him down and asked him why he wasn't why he kept denying him. And it's a thing where like he Ray Davies is like I didn't know that you wanted no one asked me like just someone at like my record company just just said no and like. And so eventually he got permission from him and George Lucas and stuff. But it's another one of these things where he kept running these roadblocks where like people would be like, um, and then so after this, like he kind of learned the lesson and he's like, okay, I got to like track down the artist and like, make sure I talk to them for like, or at least try to, to get permission. Um, and, but yeah, Yoda is a good one. <laughs> um, <clears throat> what do we have next? We had, and then, oh, the first one I ever saw the music video for, video for when I was growing up because they put yeah. Weird Al in the fat suit for fat. Yep. I remember this one. Cover. <laughs> uh, the so, actual yeah. album cover on this one's pretty great too uh, because it's it's uh, Michael Jackson like parody <laughs> and instead of bad it says even worse. Even worse. Yeah. <laughs> the name of the album is even worse. Yeah. yeah he um he uh. So he had an album between this that like didn't do so well, and he was like worried like, so okay he wrote, uh, 85's 
Dare to be stupid was a success. 86 is uh, something else. I forget what it was called. Didn't Poker do so party. well. And it was it was like a year later. Like and then he's like, oh my god, I felt like I one album doesn't have him to be in trouble. So he's like, what do I do? He's like, well, I got, I'll just do another Michael Jackson parody, <laughs> right? <laughs> and he nails it with fat. It's a parody of bad. Your butt is wide. Well, mine is too. Just watch your mouth, or I'll sit on you. The word is out, better treat me right Cause I'm the king of cellulite Ham on, ham on, ham on whole wheat Alright My zippers bust, my buckles break I'm too much man for you to take The pavement cracks when I fall down than Chinatown When I never used a phone booth And I never seen my toes When I'm going to the movies I take up seven rows Because I'm fat, fat, I'm fat Shame really, really, really fat You know I'm fat, fat, I'm fat You know it's really fat You know I'm fat, fat, I'm fat Come on, really, really you fat. know Don't you call me pudgy, portly, or stout Cause tell me once again so the cool thing is Michael Jackson liked his first one so much that he let him use the actual set from the filming of the video for Bad to do Fat, or, um, <laughs> which is awesome because yeah, so the, it like sticks out in my mind as an actual like music video. One of the first ones I can remember seeing because I didn't have cable or you know MTV or anything like that growing up. So it had gotten big enough at that time when it came out to like must have made like the news or the Grammys or something like that back when you would see something like that on network TV. And so, yeah. And just the ridiculous big fat suit. Cause yeah. this whole thing was, I thought it'd be pretty funny for if I was in a big fat suit trying to get through a subway turnstile. Like that was his, like that's where he started from. Um, <laughs> and he also thought it was a natural, uh, like after eat it, he's like, well, if you eat that much, you're going to get fat. So that's like the natural next progression of the song. Like, <laughs> And it's just a bunch of like like yo mama fat jokes is the song. Um like you know, I've never seen my toes. You know, when I'm going to the movies I take up seven rows. <laughs> you know. Just like you see when I get my shoes shine, I have to take his word for it. What is this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. It's funny uh. because the song you know, did well and people loved it. And I remember the music video and loving it as a kid. But like, dude, like you imagine him trying to release a song like today, like how much shit he would get, like Twitter would oh, yeah. implode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, although he's now built up enough uh, cachet that he could get away with it. But if you were trying to break I into the world at that point in yeah. time. I don't think he even would. I think he would just be like, hey, I'm not going to do that like today. I get the sense he wouldn't even like, he would do something different. Um, that seems fair. But it, it like, you know, it's when you go back to these old things, like, like, you know, some of them, it's like, ah, oh, there's definitely some cringy stuff in this. There's like a Asian joke that's kind of, that doesn't hold up so well. But, um, but I don't know, you kind of like take it in. It's, it's kind of like uh, Bill and Ted. If you watch Bill and Ted, um, which I would, we did recently watch Bill and Ted's, um, the, uh, the new one? No, no. I the um the second one where they die, and there's uh, definitely some journey. like, yeah, 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 yeah. And there's definitely some dropping of like f bombs in that in that movie. 
<laughs> only by evil bill and ted robots but still um and i'm like oh like i kind of cringe when you watch it you know but you know it is for its time it's like yeah that's what it was um <clears throat> so the then next so one we uh, cover rem huh off of uh the movie that he finally got to make the, yeah the uhf's the <laughs> hugely not successful uhf movie <laughs> but it's a great movie if you ever get a chance to see it um, I remember watching it. I think one of my brother's friends brought the the VHS over to watch it, uh, and because he knew we were both big Weird Al fans, and I was just like, I watched it, and I was like, Yeah, this is pretty funny. And then later, when you know you finally see what happens in a bigger world thing, you're like, Oh yeah, no, UHF has a cult following, and that's about it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think when they released it, it was against like all the blockbusters that summer or something like that. I don't know. It was a big, it had like, it had a long list of, so it just got destroyed in the theaters and like, it didn't get, or Siskel and Hebert didn't give it two thumbs up. You know, I couldn't imagine um, they would, <laughs> but he's got Stanley Spadowski's playhouse. So is it, it is worth watching. It's funny. It's totally worth watching. Like with your kids too. It's like a kid's movie, uh, but it's just a series of like sketches, um, sort of like strung together. So the, the plot is that he, um, his rich uncle wins a UHF TV station, which back in the day, like that was like a low bandwidth, like like it would be like your local station that just broadcast to a small area. So they'd be like channels like above like channel seventeen, um, and it was like literally like the channel that you would like dial in when you'd like turn the knob on the. I don't know if you guys remember that kind of stuff, but yeah, yeah. you'd have like yeah, an actual yeah. knob and it'd be like chink 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 to different channels, um, almost like a radio kind of thing. And um, so he, anyway, he, he inherits a UHF station and it's like, and it doesn't, it's like, you know, kind of a crappy station. And he decides to try to like, turn it into like a really good station by like, um, by just creating all sorts of wacky shows. But they end up just being a lot of like, uh, like parody type things. Um, I'm trying to remember. Yeah. Like, so Michael Richards is in it, plays Stanley Spadowski, who is the janitor and ends up running like a kid show and is like the, and saves the station. Cause he's like this, it's like an amazing kid show. Uh, Stanley Spadowski's Playhouse, it turns into. Speaking of people who haven't aged well, hi, Michael Richards. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it was... Uh, there were a ton of movies that came out that year. It was like uh, Indiana Jones and <laughs> Ghostbusters 2, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, Lethal Weapon 2, Batman came out, <laughs> License to Kill, with yeah, Batman. Sally, Do the Right Thing, and Weekend at Bernie's, within like a month prior to it coming out. Yeah, so it didn't... Okay. Nobody, everybody was in line for Batman. I remember lining up for Batman. <laughs> like, we had to go, like, we had to go, this is back, like, we had to go three times, like, three different weekends to go see Batman, and it kept selling out um, back then. Anyway. Apparently, it also has, like, David Bowie, Fran Dresser, Victoria Jackson, Kevin McCarthy. Yeah. It's a lot a, of people in it. It's a good movie. I mean, it's it's a it's funny. It's a funny movie. That's all I'll say. But it's like silly. It's not. Um, yeah, it's not. It's not a serious movie in any way, shape, or form. It's not like the plot is pretty pretty thin, and it's an excuse to crack some jokes. Yeah, yeah. It's really. It's just there to. Yeah. It's just there to um, like a vehicle to to do, like little mini videos, basically. Yeah. Um,
a um, are we a pro spam podcast? I think you know, it's man. fine. I don't go out of my way to eat it, but yeah, I'm with I'm with I'm with Nips on that. Like, I'll eat it. Not but like, I, I'm, not, I'll I'm never... not saying like raw, but like right? like like fried up or cooked. Or no, you have to fry it. Yeah, yeah. Like I'll eat it, but it's not like I'm not like going and buying it. But like my stepdad loves it, so if he makes it, I'll I eat was it. Like and an you know, it's home in Minnesota. Home in Minnesota. I, I was anti-spam until I tried it legit. I guess like the only time I'd ever seen it eaten was like raw, like with oh, the spoon. Out of the kids, like yeah, yeah not, not raw. I guess it's not raw. Me, but yeah, yeah no, you need to fry it. You need to fry it. Yeah, and then I had it. I was like, I was never into spam. And then I tried it fried, and it's fucking fantastic. I don't I think eat it's it often, pretty good. But yeah, it's it's fucking good. I so, yeah, so, so we're we're a pro spam podcast then. That's good. I would say so. I haven't really eaten it, but I'm a I'm a fan of like weird cured meats and like I eat like scrapple and stuff. So I I can't and Taylor pork roll. So I can't um. I can't, uh, I can't, like, say anything negative about spam. Like, if I eat a, do you guys know what pork roll is? It's like, I don't even know how to describe it. It's kind of like spam, I guess, but like a bologna style spam that you buy. It comes from New Jersey. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I think it's like, I mean, you can't, like, dislike spam, but still eat, like, buche or trepitas or anything. (laughs) Like, no, if you're down to eat, like, pig. I, I, I sort of feel the same way about spam as I do bologna. It's like, eh, it's not for me, but given the other opportunities, if it's cooked well, it'll probably taste delicious in the end. Probably melt some cheese on it, maybe. Have you been to the Spam Museum, Fluffy? I've driven by it many times. So I've never uh, stopped. You should go. I've been there. It's pretty great. They have a whole big exhibit about the um, Spam sketch from Monty Python. That's all I remembered that they have, but... <laughs> Was this the uh, the road trip where you were showering in a truck stop? I mean, <laughs> I think we did it on multiple road trips, but <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure we showered in a truck. No, in this one we actually bathed in a stop shower, but a mile down the road from there. No, this one, this one we actually um, after like a long night of driving and camping, and it, it, we had a really long day and it was really tiring. We were going to go to the Mall of the Americas, and we were um, we're like, well, we should get cleaned up first. Because <laughs> just not think so, we go to like a it's like a turn off, just regular like like rest stop, and we go to the bathroom. We're like washing our faces and brushing our teeth, and my brother and I are in there. We're you know we are clearly are like degenerates, like or at least we look like them. And as we're in there, like a family comes in, like a dad with his kids, and like they like walk in together and look at us, and then immediately turn around and walk out. <laughs> oh, <laughs> we're just like uh. And then we, we both, my brother and I looked at each other, we're like, oh, I guess, look who's too good for the bathroom. Like, <laughs> but that was that trip. But yeah, we went, we saw the, um, Austin, Minnesota has the Spam Museum. Yep. And then we went to Blue Earth and saw the Jolly Green Giant. That was, that was the, um, the lady at the rest stop told us that we should see the, both those things. We asked her what, what there was to do in Minnesota. <laughs> was this before or after uh, Game and Road American Gods? What's that? The 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 book American Gods, where they talk about all like the roadside attractions and stuff like that, in uh, uh, the U.S. being places of power for old world gods and stuff like that. Oh, so no, probably I before that. that huh? Oh, really? Before it? What was this? Was like around like two thousand something around there. So I wasn't aware of that. 
It's a fantastic novel if you've never read it. I'll have to check that out. That's cool. It came out in 2001. So. Oh, maybe I was living it. Yeah. Based on (laughs) Cliff's life. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I inspired something in that book. I don't know. I mean, uh, Um, I think a big part of it is the House on the Rock in uh, Wisconsin, the Frank Lloyd Wright uh, house slash now museum where he built an entire house uh, just sitting out on a rock over a bluff and then. Now it's filled with just junk, junk after junk after junk, all of his collections and stuff like that. So, uh, that, yeah. But anyways, we should continue on with this list or we'll never get through it all. Oh, yeah. Uh, sorry. It's quite so long. Spam is uh, R.E.M. stand. Uh, yeah. I just thought it was a fun song. I didn't really have any. <laughs> no, nah, I didn't have anything either. It, it was, was about fun food. Song. And I was like, that's oh, about food. It's kind of a fun song. I like the original song from R.E.M. And um, I don't know. I liked Spam. The tab is there to open the can, and the can is there to hold and spam. <laughs> um, Brilliant songwriting, dude. Groundbreaking <laughs> 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 shit, dude. Yeah. <laughs> with that fire. So then there, there's a bit of a break after releasing an album like every year in the 80s or something like that. And uh, uh, album, so oh yeah, so everyone writes him off because he had you know UHF bombed and whatever the album, no one bought it or something. And then he comes back and explodes back onto the scene with uh, 1992's Off the Deep End. And his parody of um, Smells Like Teen Spirit, which is Smells Like Nirvana. really love the lyrics in this song yeah <laughs> it's yeah it's um and yeah and so uh so yes kirk cobain he finally got a hold of him to get permission so he actually the way he got permission is um because apparently kirk cobain was kind of hard to get a hold of <laughs> find that hard to believe <laughs> yeah like back in the 90s and you know all the heroin in it. but so he was um, um they were doing uh saturday night live and he had victoria jackson who he knew was from from the movie from uhf yeah and he got her to like get kirk cobain on the phone while he was backstage and that's when he talked to him and like finally got permission. And Kurt asked him, uh, are you going to do a song about food? <laughs> <laughs> and he said, no, the song is going to be about how no one can understand your lyrics. And Kurt was like, oh, that sounds cool. <laughs> and, um, and then later in Nirvana, I viewed it as like, that was like, they had finally, they, they made it. They were like a real band because they were being parodied by Weird Al. Um, and they were like super excited about it. Didn't Kurt Cobain hate the fact that they became a real band? 
no, he so hated he, the fact that the, the that he was a puppet for the record industry, like he, that he couldn't make the music he wanted. Right? He was like a he he I'm hated the fact. Weird Al killed uh, Kurt Cobain. Um, he might have, but I don't know. Kurt Cobain's he like hated the fact that they were a big popular band, but that's also secretly what he always wanted. He's like, so he's a little bit of a contradiction of a person. Um, is it? And he's a really interesting guy. If you, I don't know, I've read some stuff about him. Um, just like his, like he's kind of, you know, and I think we all were kind of like that in our life, where you're like, kind of, you're like too cool for school, and like you're like, oh, I don't really care, but you really do care a lot. I think he was kind of like a little bit like that because he was like 21 or something too. Remember, a young guy. Um, I remember watching this music video and it ooh. like the goat. <laughs> The goat that they have do the do the like sound like the sound effect the cut sound like, or whatever yeah no, I totally remember that from this music video dude two liters of the hairy armpits you yes yeah uh, <laughs> this would kill I remember like straight up belly laughing like when he drops some marbles in my mouth line and like in the video he's like all those marbles are falling out of his mouth, mouth. like yeah. the hardcore like belly laugh like rolling in the fucking <laughs> and it floor, has. Like, the video has yeah. subtitles. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and there's still parts where it's just like a question mark. They're like, we don't know what he said. Um, uh, it is. It is a lot of fun. We're like, Nirvana. Hey. He's like, I don't know. We're Nirvana. Buy our album. <laughs> like that's one of the. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it's like your parents will really be annoyed by us. Like one of the. Yeah. <laughs> that's um, funny man that's a good one so yeah so so the, back on top in the 90s and I remember then this came out it was a great that was a great video um and then so he follows us up with 1993's uh Alapalooza uh, and there's actually a bunch of good songs on this album uh the one I picked I just I can't help but it's Ebbadabadoo Ebbadabadoo do now is like stuck in my head <laughs> so I made you guys all listen to it <laughs> So it's a parody of uh, the Red Hot Chili Peppers, uh, Under the Bridge in the beginning, and then it, and Give It Away. And it's, again, it's basically like the plot of the uh, Flintstones is the song, much like the Yoda was the plot of uh, Star Wars. Um, like, listen to his voice, too, like in this song. Like, you know, he captures Michael Jackson so perfectly, and, and we go to this song, and like, I hear Red Hot Chili Peppers. Like it yeah. feels like Red Hot Chili Peppers. Like it is so on point, dude. Well, I got a woman named Wilma. Well, I got a got a baby named Pebble. Well, I got a got a doggy named Dino. We do a little boy and we drink a little Dino. Well, I got a little buddy, Bonnie Rubble. Got a neighbor by the name of Bonnie Rubble. He's a midget, but he make a lot of trouble. Doesn't like the shape he got. The band is also, I think, deserves a ton of credit for their ability to just like, just recreate all these different musical styles. And I, I mean, this can't, it can't be easy to recreate the Chili Peppers when they're yeah. so odd and how they play music. Right. Um, He's dropping gems at this one, bro. He said, well, I've got, I've got a dog named Adino. 
Holding you, we drink a little vino. Oh man! Yeah, basically, he did the Wikipedia page of the Flintstones in a song version. Essentially, yeah. Although he claims he watched a hundred Flintstones episodes for for um, content, which can't possibly be true, because I think (laughs) he pretty much just parodied the. if you watch the intro theme song to the Flintstones, <laughs> it tells all the same stuff. Basically, yeah, the same absolutely. Thing. It introduces all the characters, and it like introduces Dino and Barney and Wilma and Bam Bam, his boss. Yeah. It, <laughs> it actually like, literally is the beginning of the Flintstones. Yeah. So I don't know why I had to watch so many episodes, but you know, I fucking I'm like walking out of work with this in my ear, in my AirPods, you know, just going through the hallways and you know, making my rounds at work, and uh. I'm just fucking laughing at this song, dude. Like just <laughs> chuckling, and like you know, I see all these other various people, like in in in, in the hospital, you know, like uh, like housekeepers and dietary staff all over the place, you know, and like so you always kind of like make your pleasantries in the hallway. Hey, how's it going? You know, like what are you laughing at? What's so funny? I'm like nothing, man. Like <laughs> it's just this fucking song. It's like what are you listening to? It's like Weird Al. It's like what do you, you listen to? Weird Al. It's like yeah, this is a weird out, but yeah, this song's fucking hilarious. Like, it just kind of like <laughs> chuckled and walked off. But yeah, man. like I couldn't contain my actual laughter. You listen to this shit, man. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, this was a good one. And they just get that cadence down too, like the lyrical cadence of everything. Yeah, like perfectly. Um, interesting. So, Flea. The only thing I could find was a Flea talking about it from the Chili Peppers, and he wasn't very impressed. He thought it wasn't very funny. And unimaginative or something like that. He's like, yeah, but do. He's like, that's not funny. And I was like, you're like nuts, man. <laughs> like that's. <laughs> I'm like, that's the best part of the whole thing. Like, ah, <laughs> uh, anyway. Well, if we go from Flea to not liking a song, we move on to the the yeah, most famous a... of the uh, people not liking the parody oh. that he created. <laughs> yeah, his uh. Off his next album, 1996's Bad Hair Day, <laughs> the lead the lead song, uh, Amish Paradise, which was a par- an amazing parody, by the way, of Gangster's Paradise by Coolio. Absolutely. And the album cover is a parody of Coolio, too. Oh, yeah. With his hair. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, I, um, I appreciate that he went with the Amish voice on this one versus trying to do Coolio. Like, I think it makes <laughs> the song so much better. I oh, yeah. <laughs> As I walk through the valley where I harvest my grain I take a look at my wife and realize she's very plain But that's just perfect for an Amish like me You know I shun fancy things like electricity At 4.30 in the morning I'm milking cows Jebediah feeds the chickens and Jacob plows Fool and I've been milking and plowing so long that Even Ezekiel thinks that my mind is gone I'm a man of the land, I'm into discipline Got a Bible in my hand and a beard on my chin But if I finish all of my chores and you finish thine Then tonight we're gonna party like it's 1699 We've been spending most our lives living in an Amish paradise A churn butter once or twice living in an Amish paradise It's hard work and sacrifice living in an Amish paradise We sell quilts at discount price living in an Amish paradise But this is like the one that I think 
looking back on like my memory of Weird Al, this was the song that, for me, because I was you know a little kid when uh, Fat and uh, Eat It came out and stuff like that. So like I know of them because of going back, but this was the one that put them on our uh, our radar in our household. Was that, that that song got so big that summer? Like well, Gangsta's Paradise. That was like a huge thing. Like when it actually came out. Like I remember yeah. like hearing that like like twice an hour, every hour, on the fucking yeah. local like hip hop radio station here in town. It like, <laughs> didn't dude, even need to be the top forty. Would have done it too. They're playing it every every hour yeah, as well. I hear it so often. It was like a big fucking deal because it was like that. It was that and like that, that um that movie you know with Michelle Dangerous Flash. Minds. Interest yeah. minds, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. the music video was huge on MTV too because she was in the music video. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It was like it was a big fucking deal. Like, this song came out like, oh man. <laughs> yeah, and he totally. Um. So yeah, so there was some controversy. Uh, apparently, Coolio was uh, um, didn't want him to parody. Like, I guess he got someone asked him, and he said no because he's like, you know, he's like, it's a very serious song, and but the record company didn't. Uh, so what happened apparently is they didn't tell Weird Al that he said no. They said no, no. He said yes. Oh like, no! <laughs> so again, the record companies. I don't know. They're always blaming the record companies. So I don't know. But <clears throat> so and then I guess Coolio like made a whole big stink of it, like when he got his Grammy and stuff like that. And um, I remember that. And it was like a real yeah. It was like a real big beef. And and I think Weird Al he felt really really bad about it. Um and um and that was another kind of like lesson he learned. He's like, okay, I gotta like. Not just talk to people to like get permission, but like just to make sure like they actually know because like he can't trust like go betweens. Um, although I don't know if he always does that because, but anyway, but um, but it was a bit of a lesson for him, and it's kind of funny. Like, so there's a recent thing from um, quote from Coolio from a few years ago, and it, he's like, he's like, you know, in hindsight, it, it was stupid of me to say something about uh, Yankovic doing a parody of Gangster's Paradise. I mean, he did like Michael Jackson, and he did Prince. He didn't actually—he didn't actually do Prince, but <laughs> actually, he did like a style parody, I think, of him. But he didn't really do parodies of Prince. And he's, but he said, you know, uh, people who were definitely more talented than I am, and I think Prince did say something, but he wasn't very vocal about it like I was. And I just made it—it it just made me look dumb. It was one of the dumb things I did, and I'm willing to admit that I did something stupid. So I think he kind of realized that he was like a little, um, a little bit too uptight maybe back then, but. But it was like a big, and I think it almost blew up the song even more. The controversy, yeah. Oh, I then feel it was like, like on the, the news and stuff. And, yeah. um, but dude, it's a great and the lyrics, man. As I walk through the valley where I harvest my grain, I look at my wife and realize she's very plain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love that tonight we're gonna party like it's sixteen ninety nine. Sixteen ninety nine. I honestly. Song. Like obviously, Gangsta's Paradise was everywhere, right? So you feel like you know all the lyrics to that. I it would be hard pressed to know which one of the versions I know more of the lyrics to in the right <laughs> order, whether it's Gangsta's Paradise or Amish Paradise. <laughs> like which one I could <laughs> sing more and get more correct on. <laughs> which oh, is man. saying something, I guess. You know how like yeah. you, th- you see you go to like those restaurants, those, like super famous restaurants, and they have all like the photos on the wall of like all the famous people that ate there. What do you think yeah. Weird Al's photo album looks like of all the people he took pictures with? You know that he was like <laughs> that he befriended through his years of covering and making all these parody songs. Oh, he's got to know like everybody. Seriously, yeah. it's like like and not everybody. Really, like, 
and like, no one has a like bad a word to say about together, it too. But yeah, yeah, but like, but nobody, like everybody, were Big Al. And they were, and yeah, most people were like loved his parodies and loved him doing stuff. And I think he was like, I don't think he like screwed people. I think he was just kind of a nice guy in the industry, and it it went a long way for him. In addition to being like, like crazy talent, like no one else is doing what he does. You know, feels um, like he's really smart too. Just based on, well, one doing this involves some <laughs> amount of wit and knowledge that way. But like when you see him in interviews too, you feel like he's. He's pretty well put together upstairs. Yeah. He's a yeah, I, mean, I think like, he's, I think he's ultra, ultra intelligent, very talented. Well, I mean, think of all the... Who, who else does parodies? Like, really can't name anybody. Like, he occupies... Like, the lane is his. He made the lane, and he occupies lane. So yeah, until he stops. Until he stops, someone else going to have to take up the mantle. But yeah, that's him, dude. I don't even know if anyone... I mean, there's been other people in the past. Like, he, he, he cites some... Some like like Spike Jones, I guess, was a guy, and there's another guy from like the 50s and 60s, like guys I've never heard of. You know what I mean? Um, but I don't think there's gonna be another someone else do that's gonna be able to do this. There's like um, a bunch of YouTube channels that do things that are similar, but like to actually get radio play and put out albums and stuff like that. It's and to do it this well and consistently for this, it's yeah. and even like the the juxtaposition of like. I, I, like an Amish paradise versus gangster. It's like the total, like you couldn't get more opposite, like super religious, you right. know, no electricity. I don't know. Rural, urban, people. all that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's just so like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're all crazy Mennonites. Um, <laughs> so now but, uh, the next one, we move on to the next, uh, uh, uh star Wars, uh, <clears throat> entry. Okay. Yeah. So, before before we talk about this on this album, and I didn't know this until I pulled up the lyrics, but on this album, "Running with Scissors," it, which came out in 1999, there's actually a song called Albuquerque on it. Mm-hmm. I just I feel like that should have made the list. <laughs> it's like it's. I think it was Talking really really show. long. I think it's really long. It's Eleven minutes <laughs> okay. long. Oh Jesus. Yeah, <laughs> for the podcast playlist. Fuck yeah, <laughs> well, we can throw, but we'll put it on. Yeah, um, I think it's a polka song. Right, is it correctly? I had it on there. Something screams Albuquerque like a fucking eleven minute polka song. <laughs> um, it uh, it was definitely on the first round of cuts when I was like had like an hour and forty five minutes worth of music, and I was like, wow, these guys are gonna, <laughs> these guys are gonna kill me. <laughs> so let me cut it back a little bit. <laughs> um. But yeah, so the the uh, on, off of Running with Scissors, the new look, Al Yankovic, uh, he got LASIK eye surgery, so he didn't need glasses, and he shaved off his mustache, and then grew his hair yeah. long, so he looks kind of weird. It looks even weirder. Um, but uh, yeah, so the saga begins, which is uh, another Star Wars song. It is the um, the entire plot to Episode One of uh, Star Wars. It's so like, good, beat so- for beat. Summer, like you literally could just hear the song and you know everything that happens in the movie that you need to know. A long, long time ago, in a galaxy far away, Naboo was under an attack. And I thought me and Qui Gon Jin could talk the Federation into maybe cutting them a little slack. But their response, it didn't thrill us. They locked the doors and tried to kill us 
We escaped from that gas The Met Jar Jar in Bosnes We took a bongo from the scene And we went to feed to see the queen We all wound up on Tatooine That's where we found this boy Oh my, my, this here Anakin guy Maybe Vader someday later Now he's just a small fry And he left his home and kissed his mommy goodbye Saying soon I'm gonna be a Jedi Soon I'm gonna be a Jedi Did you know this junkyard slave Isn't even old enough to shave but he can use the force, they say uh, Do you see him hitting on the queen? Though he's just nine and she's fourteen Yeah, he's probably gonna marry her Uh, this this must have been the point where I was a teenager and too cool to uh, be into this album because I loved the previous album, but I this was the first time I'd heard this song was this playlist. Yeah, so, so this is where I um, also when I was going back with my kid to like find stuff to listen to, I'm like, oh, let's check this one out. And I yeah. was like, how did I have that not heard this? Yeah. So it, and it's also to Don McLean's American Pie is the music in the background, mm-hmm. um, and it's just like. It's it's just a remarkable I mean it's the whole <laughs> like it's the whole plot. Like just like a long, long time ago in a galaxy far away, Naboo was under an attack, and I thought me and Qui-Gon Jin could talk the Federation into maybe cutting them a little slack. <laughs> like that's the beginning of the song. It's like the first scene of the menu. Um The chorus is so great. It really is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this here Anakin guy. Maybe Vader someday later, but now he's just a small fry. It's just so good. Yeah. It is. It really is a really great song. Uh, it, Fun fact, so, uh, the saga begins is also the name of a song by the god Rakim. Oh, interesting. For a solo project. Ah, off the 18th letter. I saw I see the song of the playlist. I'm like, wait, hold on. He covered Rockham? Like, no, no, he, he didn't actually. <laughs> he didn't cover Rockham, no. But, um, yeah, and so he wrote the song based on uh, internet spoilers for the movie. Oh, really? And then he, he somehow snuck into a pre-screening, to, and then he had to edit a few things, but he had most of it right, I guess. So apparently there were a lot of, a lot of spoilers out there back then. Oh. Um, but again, it, it's it's the best part about like this is a great song, and, and it's it's a great rendition of Episode One, and it's funny because that's like one of the worst Star Wars movies, right? <laughs> like it really mm-hmm. like of all the prequels, it's the weakest of the prequels, and it's I mean you can argue about but anyway, but um, and but it's almost like oh thank God that movie exists, so we have the song. <laughs> I don't need to watch the movie; I can just listen to the song and then go straight into Episode Two. Yeah, you just put six minutes of this and you're good. You know? yeah. There's there's like no, like you don't have to deal with all the BS of the first movie. It's great. Yeah. It's anyway, I think the song is remarkable. Um, 
Oh, and also Don McLean also likes it, and apparently he uh, sometimes has a hard time remembering the original lyrics because his kids would play this version for him so often. Oh. <laughs> That's kind of hilarious. <laughs> Imagine being at a Don McLean concert and he starts singing <laughs> these weird outcomes. That would be great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then so, so also off the same album I picked, um, I, I wasn't sure if I should pick it or not, but uh, a song Germs, which is a, um, it's a, another style parody for Nine Inch Nails. Um, and I just thought it was funny that like, I, like industrial goth being like a germaphobe. So just about how he's like a scared of germs and they're everywhere and yeah. they're on me and in me. In my know. water. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what was like, the name of that, that Nine Inch Nails song? It actually sounds like... It's a little um, bit like Closer, I think. And, yeah, Closer um, is the one yeah. I would... I like the, the hook. One. Like, like the hook. Like, I, I know it has like that industrial kind of like rock sampler-based rock music kind of Nine Inch Nails song. Like especially with the distortion and whatnot he puts on the vehicle, on the vocals. Like it's not just the way he sings it, but like the way they mix it and everything. Like they do so much like in production to make it sound like make it hit that 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 same flavor as the original, you know? Yeah, right. And it's like I don't know, I'm always amazed by it because yeah, he doesn't have to necessarily think of the beats and the music and stuff like that, but you have Don McLean and Nine Inch Nails on the same album and he kills both of them. Like just nails the feeling of uh, both of their, you know, styles. And it's just like, I can't imagine that's easy to do. Yeah. I, and it, or like in a concert, like with costume changes and stuff. And I don't know. Um, I also just love the line where he's like, hey, don't touch that. You don't know where it's been. Just the way he delivers it. This is like very angsty. Because he's almost like a little angsty teen saying it like, oh, I don't know where it's been. Sometimes I really want to be alone. But that's one state I'm never in. Because I know that I've got millions upon millions of tiny one-celled organisms living on my skin. Uh, Heath, dude, the emotion that he conveys in this song, like you can feel the stress and him like freaking out, like, at, yeah. like about like you really feel like the like just like the nervousness and everything in his voice, like as he's singing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it totally reminds me of the episode from The Simpsons where Burns becomes a germ freak. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which is a parody of uh, Howard Hughes. That Simpsons episode with yeah. the Spruce Goose. So we're going all the way back to the the original germaphobe. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So we leave Running with Scissors and then go to a parody of what was what the biggest song in the world at that time. 
Yeah, I won it that way by the Backstreet Boys, and he does uh, eBay. I bought uh, it on so eBay. <laughs> so we're getting into where I'm like not in my comfort zone of music, so I'm, so, I'm not as sure about many of these things. But um, I remember eBay yes. back in 2000, 2001, and the song about people just buying a, like all this useless crap from each other on eBay. <laughs> yeah. A used pink bathrobe, a rare mint snow globe, a Smurf TV tray I bought on eBay. My house is filled with this crap. Shows up in bubble wrap. Most every day, what I bought on eBay. Tell me why I need another pet rock. Tell me why I got that alpha alarm clock. Tell me why I bid on Shatner's old toupee that had it on eBay. I'll buy your name. Just check my feedback, A++, they all say they love me on eBay, gonna buy a slightly damaged golf bag, gonna buy some beans. It was like the early days of eBay, yeah, so it's like the shit that you bought was used, you know what I mean, not like, uh. It wasn't yeah. like thing, it wasn't like a marketplace for like new goods. It was just like a bunch of it's basically a big internet garage sale essentially. So exactly, yeah. yeah and it and was like the weird days of eBay. And it was like everybody. It was like the first time, like whatever, like oh that thing you've always wanted that you didn't think existed anymore. You could just click a couple buttons and find it because the internet was new and like like I remember I bought like a camera I think and I was like all excited cuz it was like this Russian camera you couldn't get anywhere and then like it shows up and I like open the bag and clearly the guy had like smoked 16 packs of cigarettes inside the bag and it was like the smelliest camera I've ever owned but um but there was like just so much crap on eBay it's it's funny where it is now cuz I don't think people still buy stuff like that um but there was a period of time where it was like that was it was I just I don't know I remember it being a big deal yeah um, so, no was, dude I mean eBay was huge for car parts too, like in the aftermarket industry and stuff. Like not not necessarily now, but in the very early two thousands, like um, before a lot of the other internet websites popped up. Like if you needed something, you'd go to eBay and you could find it. Dude, like like rare, hard to find music back then. To that, I remember like using it for like all those old like atmosphere like headshots tapes and shit like that. Then like the Sacklon Bad Dub, like all those really hard to find underground hip-hop at the time it was like shitty copies of things and some were original but like trying to track down like original versions of like those old recordings were like super hard they paid like a lot of money for like very uh bad sounding rap music it's <laughs> 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 like core recordings of That's songs funny. because i was like all into like a whole genre of music back then but yeah so there must be the guys who would sell they sell like cds on the subway and they'd be, they'd all have like, like I got at least five Tupac CDs you've never heard of. And you'd like buy one and it's like totally not Tupac. It's like yeah. somebody, it's like somebody else's album. 
I just, like, I, I that, paid yeah. like fucking like $75 for like an original copy of this one and it wasn't even original. It was like a bullshit bootleg. I was like, so nah. man. I was like, oh man, I got burned hard. <laughs> yeah, early days of eBay. As for this yeah, song, so... I don't know. I just, I found it hilarious. The lyrics in this one are hilarious to me again. It's just yeah. the things that he's buying and bidding on and stuff like that just make <laughs> me laugh. Is yeah. Shatner's toupee a used Kleenex by Dr. Dre? Dr. Dre? Yeah. <laughs> like, I'll buy your crap. Then is the part, because I remember in the original song, there's like where he goes like high. Yeah. And it, it's like, I'm the highest bidder. Like, <laughs> um, slightly damaged golf bag. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, so then also. I think this might have been on the same album. I'm not sure, but um, next album, I think it might be the next one. Yeah, but it's it is, um, uh, Confessions Part Three, which is a parody of Conf- and it's this is like a real like he's just doing the same thing Usher did, but making fun of it. It's so Confessions fantastic. Part Two. I, I had never heard this one before, and I loved it. I thought it was so good. <laughs> yeah, and just the difference in style. Like, I probably picked the last two because I was like, oh, they're so different than everything else. I wanted like different styles, but yeah. These are my confessions Just when I thought I said all I could say I came up with more secrets to tell you today These are my confessions Slipped my mind the last two times Silly me So now I gotta get it part three of my confessions First I told you about the skank that I was cheating with Then I mentioned she's having my kid That's not all Now I recall more you see So I'll give you part three of my confessions now this I think I ever had to do Gonna tell you everything I left out of parts one and two Like remember when I told you that I knew Polly Shore Polly Shore, that's a lie, I don't know what I said that for I borrowed your chapstick from you Without asking, oh, and I tried out your nose head trimmer too And by the way, your diamond ring is cubic zirconium I killed your goldfish accidentally Just replaced it with another one confession Just oh. what I thought I said I oh. Confessions like slipped my mind the last two times, <laughs> and then at the end, he's like running out of time. He's like, I guess this will have to wait for part four. <laughs> oh man, it's like, like when I'm coming clean with all the petty fucking bullshit that happened. <laughs> when, I'm, when I'm kissing you, I fantasize you as a midget. I'm so sorry, Debbie. I mean, Bridget. <laughs> <laughs> Forgive me, I'm still trying to figure out why I used your toothbrush to clean off the bathroom grout. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes a private really like to dress up like Shirley Temple and spank myself with a hockey stick. Hockey stick. My boss thinks I'm a jerk. Didn't get that raise. <laughs> I haven't changed my underwear in 27 days. <laughs> well it's funny too because it starts off at the beginning like with serious things like cheating on or getting some other girl pregnant and then like yeah by the end of it it's like all right i've run out of the big things and now i'm into the tiny petty things that i've been doing and <laughs> the layout of it is pretty fantastic as well <laughs> I, I don't know man i threw up on your dog the last time i had too much to drink there have been times where i peed in your sink <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's funny man 
Yeah. So I, I really appreciated that one because I, I had never heard it before. And I, I came out of this being like, this is fantastic. Yeah, this is a good one. And just that he gets the, I don't know, like the pillow, him doing like the pillow talk and the usher, like, like smooth. I don't know. I kind of thought it was pretty funny. <laughs> Oh um, yeah, off the, the next, next album, yeah. Or the this same is album. his. This is like his biggest hit of all of them, I think. Um, uh, Definitely I, brought him back to the forefront after Amish Paradise. If it's not, you know, it was like it was Eat It, and then a whole bunch of time, then Amish Paradise, a whole bunch of time, and then this one got huge. And this one, White and Nerdy, uh, which is a parody of Riding by Chimillionaire. Chimil- I don't know how to say that. I don't know who sang Chimilionaire. it. Millionaire. Millionaire. Um, yeah. And crazy bone. <laughs> they see me mowing my front lawn. I know they're all thinking I'm so wide and nerdy. Think I'm just too wide and nerdy. Think I'm just too wide and nerdy. Can't you see I'm wide and nerdy? Look at me, I'm wide and nerdy. I wanna roll with the gangsters. But so far they all think I'm too wide and nerdy. Think I'm just too wide and nerdy. Think I'm just too wide and nerdy. Got skills, I'm a champion of D&D MC Escher, that's my favorite MC Keep your 40, I'll just have an Earl Grey tea My rims never spin To the contrary, you'll find that they're quite stationary All of my action figures are cherry Stephen Hawking's in my library My MySpace page is all totally pimped out Got people begging for my top 8 spaces Yo, I know pie to a thousand places Ain't got no grills, but I still wear braces I order all of my sandwiches with mayonnaise I'm a whiz and minesweeper, I can play for days Once you see my sweet moves, you're gonna stay amazed My fingers moving so fast, I'll set the place ablaze There's no killer rap, I haven't run At Pascal, well I'm number one Do vector calculus just for Fun. I ain't got a gap, but I got a soldering gun. What? Happy Days is my favorite theme song. I can sure kick your butt in a game of ping pong. I'll ace any trivia quiz you bring on. I'm fluent in JavaScript as well as Klingon. Here's the part I sing. They see me roll on my Segway. I know in my heart they think I'm wide and nerdy. I don't know. I don't hear what Chuck has to say because I think his rapping ability is kind of amazing in this. Um, Dude, this video was rad too. Like, have you guys yeah. seen this music video? So. Yeah. The, yeah. the two guys in the beginning, it's uh, Key and Peel, by the way, in the car. Um, from Matt true. TV, yeah. From their old days, which I was like, is that Key and Peel? Um, but yeah, just the whole thing is just, I'm too white and nerdy. Um, <laughs> he's just rapping about all these nerdy things he does. I still he just, remember he, he him like mowing his lawn video, right? The very beginning. Or I'm sitting out front mowing his lawn as they roll by. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Dude, I don't. Okay, so I'll let, let Chuck say his piece too, but his first verse, he rips, dude. He absolutely rips the first verse. So he can definitely, you know, hold the mic. I think he nails it. Yeah, no, he he, he, he does the double time. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, uh, like that's not easy. It was just the fact that he did it and he was articulate with it. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing, right? He's not just saying words fast. He's saying words very, very clearly and fast in a really good cadence, like yeah, good I mean, rhyme there's, there's, there's a lot of edits in there. You can hear him if you're a fucking stupid rap nerd like me and you care too much about rap. It's not flawless. He, yeah, he, didn't, just, he didn't just one take Jake. You know, like he actually went in and, <laughs> and, and he did those edits, you know, but like each one. Oh, you can. I, I didn't even listen for that. You can hear him coming in. But there's there's some edits. You can hear them. But yeah, it's whatever. I, I mean, it's fucking weird out. He's not trying to be that. Yeah. 
I think it's um it's still very very good for somebody who doesn't normally rap to rap that well. And there's people that make rap in a profession that don't rap that well. So you know what I mean? Yeah, that that's the thing. I, I think that's the thing, Chuck. Right? Like it's he's not he's not a god, right? But he's he's better than people that rap for a career. Yeah. <laughs> like like he nails it. Yeah. Yeah, that was the quote from uh, uh, a Was he's like, man, that boy can rap. <laughs> like, you're surprised, yeah. Um, and it's just I don't know. There's a lot of fun lyrics in this one. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> got skills. I'm a champion at D and D. MC Escher, that's my favorite MC. Keep your forty. <laughs> I'll just have Earl Grey tea. My rims never spin quite to the. My rims never spin to the contrary. You'll find that they're quite stationary. I can't even do it. Like he does it like so well, but. <laughs> anyway, <clears throat> that's funny. Man. And then, uh, so I guess next, moving on to uh, his next album, Alpocalypse in 2011. Um, uh, Craigslist, which is again another song about a weird internet site where people buy and trade stuff, uh, <laughs> to the parody of The Doors. Right. Um, <laughs> I picked this because I love The Doors, and this is an this is amazing. This song, dude. Like how well he captures the doors in this. Yeah, but just um, like with the just the fucking random screams, like yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 wow, yeah. Chevy Malibu With automatic drive A custom paint job too I'll trade you for my old wheelbarrow And a slightly used sombrero And I'll even throw in a stapler If you insist Just like spot on, like, and so they actually got Ray Ray Manzarek, who was the keyboardist for the Doors, actually played on this album. He, he helped he recorded this with them, so he's actually playing the keyboards. Ooh. Um, and just like the ridiculous stuff, like, what does he have? It's like, uh, there's like a thing about buying and selling. There's like he talks about like a just miss you, like I was wearing this and you were wearing that. Um, there's like the the part where he does the spoken word open letter to the snotty barista. Look at that. Like, like, realizing they're like, the same song, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. What does he say? Like, was he trying to trade that dude for his Chevy Malibu? Dude, I'll <laughs> trade you my old wheelbarrow and a slightly used sombrero. I'll even throw in a stapler <laughs> <laughs> for your for your nineteen sixty five Chevy Malibu. It's like, damn, yeah, dude. Some Craigslist shit for sure. Yeah, dude. It, it's. <laughs> so this was just... a lot of fun until people started getting killed on it. Well, sadly, this song was released like. 
the like the same around the same time that Craigslist killer happened. <laughs> so he was like, uh, I know that's kind of a bad form, but <laughs> um, <laughs> and I just love the the my favorite is the thing at the end that the free item section. Uh, I've got a trash can full of styrofoam peanuts. You can have them for free. You can drop on by on the weekend and pick them up for me, but the trash can ain't part of the deal. I'm only giving you the peanuts. Get real. And I don't have no hefty bag, so bring your own. And don't bug me with questions on the phone. Don't ask for help. Don't waste my time. And don't complain. They won't cost you a dime. Just ask yourself, do you want my styrofoam peanuts? <laughs> like, <laughs> which is what those free sections are like. It's like, you can have this thing for free, but here's a million strings attached to this thing. <laughs> like, like, you're probably better off just going and buying it, you know? Right. Um. <laughs> anyway, funny that you mentioned that since Karina's in the process of moving her stuff over here. So it's like a whole bunch of things. I'm like, whatever, just give it away for free. If they come pick it up, they can have it. And I'm just yeah. like, <laughs> yeah, we had some stuff we get Monica gave away on some neighborhood thing. And I'm like, that's fine. I'm like, just make sure that I'm like, put it on the curb and tell them to come pick it up. <laughs> like, right. I, I don't even want to see you. Like, you know. um, I'll carry my heavy table off the door. <laughs> So I uh, I got rid of a grill on Tuesday this week. Yeah, I think it was on Tuesday. Maybe it was on Monday. Either way, uh, I basically put it up for free because I'm like, listen, like there's a reason I replace this. It still works, but like it's it's an old grill. You know, it's been used a lot. I was like, I'll set it outside for you. Bring someone to help you put it in your car and haul it away. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> You know, it's free, but I'm not like I'm going to be working. So just tell me when you're showing up. I'll have it on the driveway. You can take it and go. Yeah, we did that for um, we had a bunch of like rock in the backyard. So we cleared a bunch of rocks. We could lay some sod down. And uh, I was like, yeah, we'll just, just put it on Craigslist. Someone come get it. And we did that. And some fucking dude came like over the course of two days by himself. He loaded it up like. Barrel, but like he brought us a wheelbarrow, everything, and he fucking didn't even have a truck. He had like a little car, like a little Chevy Malibu or some shit. <laughs> like he just in his trunk, just like several trips, just filled with rock. His fucking like the back of his car was like scraping his fucking back tires and shit. Like, yeah. <laughs> but he got it all, like whatever. Yeah, it was he? He did all the legwork, whatever. You know, I was like, hey, you want some water? That was about it. But yeah, he took care of rock. But yeah, but you're a better person cool. than me to even like ask him if he wanted water. I don't like close the door and lock the doors and just been like, like that was more like yeah like I'm not gonna help you but I'll give you some water. <laughs> oh, yeah. and then the least uh, favorite song that you put on this entire uh, album, even worse than the uh, Dare to Be Stupid one. Perform this way. Perform this way, mostly because I just don't like the original song. So uh, how am I gonna like the parody? Did you like the music video though? The music video is pretty great. The music video is great. <laughs> it's like the creepiest thing ever. But, um... <laughs> My mama told me when I was hatched, act like a superstar. Save your allowance by a bubble dress, and someday you will go far. Now on red carpets, well, I'm hard to miss. The press follows everywhere I go. I'll poke your eye out with a dress like this. Cheese, oh baby, covered with bees. It doesn't mean I'm crazy. I perform 
Yeah, so it's a parody of Born This Way by Lady Gaga off the same album, Apocalypse. So this one, this is a funny one. So uh, he tried to record it and he wanted to get Lady Gaga's permission. And I guess it, he heard like, oh, no, she doesn't get permission. Like she's refusing. Or she wanted to hear like a final version before she would approve it. And then so he recorded it and sent it on. And then she like turned him down and denied his request. So he was all like pissed because it was supposed to be like the, the lead out al- the lead song on this album. And then he just kind of, and then he decided like he was a little bit worried because it's like a gay rights anthem kind of thing. He didn't want to like piss people off and stuff. And and then she's like also not on board. And but what he ended up doing was releasing it um, to help raise money for the human rights campaign. So like all the proceeds would go to like this this um, charity. And when he did that, she had apparently like someone like shared it with Lady Gaga, and apparently like nobody ever told her. She and, had never it was heard like it. her representation, and not just that, but she's apparently a huge Weird Al fan. And so she was like super pissed that they were like, no, don't, don't parody this thing. <laughs> and, um, so she immediately was like, oh, please go ahead and do it. Like, go, you know, and, um, and then he, and, um, and so he was like, and she loved the song. She really liked it. And so he immediately threw it on his album, was able to get the album out there. Um, cause it had to like basically go back and like record the whole thing and like think of a whole new concept and a new title and all this other stuff. But, um. And uh, I don't know, I think it's kind of a fun song. It basically parodies her, uh, like, all the crazy outfits Lady Gaga used to yeah. wear. And um, the video is super creepy. It is a, um, like, super hot, sexy dancer with Weird Al's face superimposed over her body. Um, which is just really disturbing in a lot of ways. I don't know how to explain it. <laughs> but Although I think the original shot might be Weird Al coming out in, in the... In, um, in brawn panties coming out of the egg, but I'm not entirely sure. <clears throat> and then, uh, yeah. so next off, God, did I put three on the same album? I guess I did. Yeah, huh? you did, but this was the yeah. medley that you said was so, on all the albums. This was the, yeah, so this is the Poker Face, which is, again, a medley of different songs. There's one, two, three, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen different songs all merged, smushed together. In a four, uh, four minute and forty five seconds, uh, song. Yeah, with a polka style. Um, and yeah, so poker faces, well, I'm not going to go through all of them, but there's a whole bunch of stuff from night 2000, the late 2010s that are all the popular songs, I guess. Um, and it just, he just does this on all his albums where he like creates these weird medallies and they're just polka medallies of existing songs, which is, I, I don't know. It's kind of funny how much he likes polka music and still plays polka. Um, cause they'll put like straight up polka songs on his albums here and there. Um, I didn't pick any, uh, just because I, you know, didn't think it would go well. Can't read my, can't read my, no, he can't read a my polka face. She's got to love nobody. Can't read my, can't read my, no, he can't read a my polka face. She's got to love nobody. Just what you are. Boy, don't try to front. I, I know just just what you are. You say I'm crazy. I've got your crazy. You're nothing but a womanizer. You spin my head right round, right round. When you go down, when you go down, down. You spin my head right round, right round. When you go down, when you go down. Hey. Day and night, 
seems to free his mind at night. He's all alone through the day and night. Day and night. The lonely loner seems to free his mind at night. At, at, at night. It's a quarter after one. I'm a little drunk and I need you now. Said I wouldn't come, but I lost all control and I need you now. And I don't know how I can do without. I just need you now. And I was like, baby, baby, baby. It's a good one though. They, they they all blend together well. Like he does a good job transitioning, and I really like it. Just to explain to you guys how uh, small town I I actually grew up in. In the the town I went to, there's one radio station. You can hear it for about like five miles on either side of town, and it is a polka station. That's all <laughs> all of you there is polka music. <laughs> So <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> is it just a guy, is it just a guy with like a radio tower in his backyard? It's, <laughs> it's on Main Street. The actual I think the recording is on Main Street. The the studio there. That's but cool. uh, I know like a lot of high school kids will get like their first well not their first jobs but jobs there to be like be the DJ to you know bring you in and out of the songs and stuff like that. That'll be like a thing that they oh, do cool. if they want to go into a broadcast uh, major later in life and stuff like that. But yeah, like literally you get 10 minutes out of town and you can't hear the station anymore. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, it's the the polka station is from my hometown. <laughs> That's like UHF right there. <laughs> it's a lot like UHF, yeah. yeah. Sounds <laughs> like the movie. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> and so then... Uh, so the la- I guess well, there's two more songs, but this is like the last parody um, uh, off of 2014, and it's the last album he's going to do. He said he's not going to make any more albums, just like singles. But off of 2014's Mandatory Fun is uh, Word Crimes. Another song I hate, but... Bl- blurred Lines, but we have to like this. I do, like because I, it's all about being pedantic, and you know how much <laughs> I love being pedantic. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a parody of Blurred Lines by Robin Thicke. this topic for this is because when he went online to look at other parodies people had done they're all about rape and he's like well that's depressing <laughs> and so he decided to pick something as far away from that as he could so he picked english grammar 
as the topic. Um, uh, he won me over when he did the the thing about couldn't care less means <laughs> could care less means you actually care. <laughs> and I was just like, yep, that one I'm always telling people. Oh, you couldn't care less. You mean <laughs> oh. doing good versus doing well? He discusses <laughs> so use of the word literal. Yeah. Uh, less versus fewer. He does who and things whom. I care about who and he whom. does its with an apostrophe versus its. Um, it's so good. It actually, it's like, so you'll it's like all this. the hits. <laughs> uh, so he actually purposely put a split infinitive uh, into the song as a um as a easter egg for his fans and one of the lines it's try your best to not drool instead of try your best not to drool yeah yeah. um and uh i thought that was funny because i had to google what a split infinitive was to figure out what was wrong with that sentence <laughs> i looked it up i was like okay uh but this is a great song it's been compared to uh old school uh house of rock or the um school of uh what were those Cartoons. Schoolhouse Rock. Schoolhouse, Schoolhouse Rock. Rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Schoolhouse Rock songs. Um, just being like an educational kind of funky song. Um, and I like it. I actually don't really know Blurred Lines that well, the original song, but uh, I do. I definitely had heard Word Crimes before, I'm pretty sure. And it's pretty great. Um, and then last but not least, uh, his most recent single, uh, which was part, uh, it's a kid song as part of Disney's Summer of Lego Star Wars which I saw on a video, uh, Scarif Beach Party. And I think this song rocks. <laughs> like, it's not really a parody as much. Um, I guess it's been called a parody of, like, Miley Cyrus or something. I don't, I don't know if that's true. But it's just a bumpin' summer party song. Uh, it's also about Star Wars. Come on out in the sun now. Come on out and have fun now. Fly over to a place in space so far, far away. Times have begun now. It's like the castle run now. Fly over in your ship to a hip oh, galactic party. So Scarif is the um, is the beach planet from Rogue One at the end, which looks like they're building a stupid like library on the thing and it's militarized and it's like that should be a vacation hub that that planet. Right? It was so yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, what are they like? Why? Like I don't know why they. I don't know. You th I I assume that they filmed there just so they could like vacation there when they weren't shooting or something. I don't know, but um, but yeah, it's just I don't know. It's just a fun kind of summer pop song, and it's just you know there'll be um. A Scarif Beach party when there's no empire around. The, the basically the plot. Um, and I tried to put the video. I put in a list of music videos together for the guys, um, and it wouldn't let me add this uh, video because it's a kids video. And apparently, you can't add kids kids videos to custom playlists. So. Hmm. hmm. Learned something about that today. Yeah. So anyway, I kind of it had just come out when I was creating the like the day I was creating the list or when I was <laughs> finishing it up, and then I listened. I'm like, oh, this is a this is a 
this is a good summer song. I'm gonna throw it on here. Um, and then I took like four months to finish the list, so it wasn't actually. Uh, I think the summer was over by the time we actually listened to it, but. <clears throat> um, and uh, I'm pretty sure on Spotify when you pick hit play on Scarif Beach Party, the timer bar down at the bottom turns from like a to the normal Spotify thing to a lightsaber, and as the song goes along, the lightsaber goes and turns starts turning blue and uh, like actually vibrating when you hover over it. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. The, it's absolutely a lightsaber in the uh, in Spotify's app. It's the power of Disney. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. I, I think it's a perfectly good finishing song. It's it, it hits all the things you need, right? It's it's Star Wars. It's catchy. It's Weird Al at his best. Yeah. So food, Star Wars. Um, later on, he got—I guess—he got more diverse and things. I don't know—as he kind of matured or something, but or pop changed and he just but, um, kept up with the times. Yeah, but I mean, early on, like I mean, I picked only a couple songs. He had his first album. I swear, every song on there is about food. It's like <laughs> there's like I love Rocky Road. I mean, it's it's a That's it's right. amazing how many. I remember, songs I love Rocky Road. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just amazing how many are um. How many are just about food or in the early days? Um, anyway, so that's kind of weird out. Like, and he's sort of just like kind of seems like this amazing, nice. That's what the new movie is so funny is because like you hear people talk when they're like, yeah, he doesn't smoke or drink. He's just like a regular nice guy. He's kind of friendly. He's like kind to people. <laughs> you know, <laughs> he's just crazy talented and he's been around forever. Um, How old is he fun- nowadays? I think he's like 70. Look, actually, really? No, he's he, he can't good. be that old. Hold on, because he he graduated college in like the late in like nineteen eighty. Sixty two. Sixty two. Okay, so not he that was old. Born okay. in fifty nine, so he was he. Oh my god, he was born he's October twenty third of sixty two or fifty nine. I think he was born the same day as my mom. <laughs> oh really? Yeah. Wow! <laughs> Literally the same day, same year. Well, I hope I got that right and she wasn't born in 58. I feel bad now. Whatever. You don't need to know the year your parents were born. Just the yeah, day. Yeah. You can blow your spot and tell your mom. <laughs> <laughs> She's oh, just God. happy that if I remember the day. Cliff, you did a great job, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, so I thought this was fun. Um, Very enjoyable to listen to. Uh, I thought it'd be fun to listen to. It's easy to listen to. I, I found it easy to listen through this playlist. I don't know, for some reason. I think it's because you don't have to like pay that close of attention to anything he's saying. Um, and you already know the music, right? So like, as yeah. soon as, for most of the songs, as soon as they start, you're like, okay, I know where the music is. I can just listen to the, the lyrics and have fun with them instead of having to be like, some of these ones, it's like, I've never heard this before. I want to see what I like about the song, what I don't mm-hmm. like about just the music behind the lyrics and stuff like, like that. So. And there's very little interpretation. It's just... He's, he's very, very literal very yeah. little about every single thing um and it's just a lot of good stuff i don't know and there's a lot of other i mean for people who's listening i don't know how like again i i so one of the things i, I wanted to do this for was so i like new old weird owl stuff and then i found some newer things with my kid but like if i'd had my like if i hadn't had a kid i would never have like even heard about any of the newer stuff and many of it's great so i kind of 
feel like, and I feel like for a lot of people, probably it's like they know their their time and place for Weird Al. Maybe there's other areas where they could find some cool stuff to listen to. And or I'm telling you, if you have kids, this is a great dude to like to play for your kids, especially if you're like older and you like older music and stuff. Because um, there's a lot of funny stuff kids can enjoy here, and they're basically songs that you know. So I think I'm gonna have to throw on some of the music videos for him. <laughs> yeah. Dude, no, like I, I, I more or less do Weird Al esque things like in the car with my daughter when she listens to her music. You know, like sometimes we will listen to her stuff and I'll like say I'll sing along, but I'll like make insert my own words in there just to make her laugh. You know, shit like that. That's cool. Like, uh, <laughs> she thinks it's funny. Like, there's that you know that that song about the weekend that save your tears, save your tears for another day. It's like that eighty sounding yeah. song. It's like save your tears for another day. I, I was saying like. Save your cheeseburgers for Monday. <laughs> she like says, "Daddy, that's not how it goes." I'm like, well, to save his that's cheeseburgers great. for Monday." Oh, that's good. Yeah. Your kids are so fun with that stuff, man. Yeah, man, like you gotta, you gotta be a dork, man. Like if you be so silly kids, with kids, I know. Yeah, man. I'm like, dude, she's eight now. Like, I'm not gonna be able to be a silly dork for like the next like year oh, two, like, feasibly before like I'm just fucking a cringy dad, you know. <laughs> and, they get, and then they get old, and you don't even realize like they're like too old for it until they're like knock it off, and you're like, what do you mean knock it off? We're I don't this is what we do. Song, Dad, stop singing. Yeah. <laughs> like, like stop. Embarrass me in front of my stop friends. Singing the, t- stop singing the Taylor Swift hook it, with the, with fart noises <laughs> instead. I'm like, what do you mean? No, I can hit all the notes with fart noises though. You know. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Well, they'll appreciate it again in about twenty years. So remember. <laughs> How cool you were as a parent, uh, even though they hated you for about eight years straight. <laughs> yeah, yep. nicely done, Cliff. I yeah, appreciate it. Uh, oh, yeah. And uh, I guess we can yeah. move on to some other stuff quickly. Anybody playing video games these days? Um, we have a actually, Mario Minute. I played a little bit of Destiny. I picked it back up after not playing all summer. Oh, yeah. um, and it's pretty fun. I don't really know what's going on or what to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I decided that I don't care like about... I decided I'm not going to like um, uh, try to accomplish anything. I'm just going to run and shoot stuff and play some PvP and run some strikes and do whatever whatever the thing is where you dunk something and something uh, and then kill a boss with like six other people, whatever it's called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the seasonal activity. Catch and then get some weird gun. It's yeah, I'm just messing around. So and there's fun. So I'm having fun. Um, it's it's definitely an enjoyable game. I like the. I feel like PvP feels pretty good. I don't know. I, I hadn't been enjoying it, but I think it's because I took a break with anything else. So well, if you're playing control, there's also skill based matchmaking since you last left. So you're playing people who are. Yeah, maybe that helps. Yeah, that might help. Just control? Just control. Just control, yeah. Uh, the other, whatever the other random one is, and um, comp and all that other stuff has their regular matchmaking. Okay. I actually think control is sweatier than playing comp now, personally. Uh, it's because you're it, good. <clears throat> it just depends on where, yeah, it depends on your bungee skill ranking. Also, it depends on where you fall in your in your bracket, right? Like if yeah. you're putting things as brackets, if you're if you're good, but you're in like the bottom twenty five percent of your bracket, then everyone else who you put against you is likely going to be above you, and so it's going to feel real sweaty. 
Whereas if you're you're the last guy in your skill bracket and you're like the the hundredth percentile of your skill bracket, that seems super easy because everybody's worse than you. I have I have noticed there isn't like like I used to get games where like there'd be like one guy like ruining it for everyone else. Like and just like either they were on your team and they'd kill the enemy before you could get there and it was just like the most boring game ever. Or they're on the other team and they would just destroy you constantly. And that guy's not there anymore. I, I guess I could say that's like you know, you know what I mean. Like I don't yeah. know. you have these weird yeah. games where they'd just be like, "What? What is going on?" Like, <laughs> um, Although, it seems pretty fun. I, I do believe the skill-based matchmaking is heavily weighted on the person who's hosting the game, so you can definitely like oh, get some weird stuff. Maybe. Game the system player. Yeah, you yeah. can game the system, put your worst player um, as a leader, and get into some easier lobbies. The the in-air stuff. I guess I haven't played since they changed that too, and I'm not a. That feels kind of weird, but I yeah, it's it okay. sucks. I just don't jump anymore. I've, I've, it was, yeah, it's just weird when you first start playing. You're like, and it's like, wait, I, I thought I was good at this game. And you're like, oh wait, I guess not. Um, there's a lot, man, and, and there's a lot that goes into like building armor um, and all that shit. Now, you know, like there's definitely a lot more. <laughs> like loadouts are a thing. Like all of a sudden, like PvP loadouts are a thing, and using dim loadouts and. Oh. That's, that's I had some of those set up. Those are pretty cool, though, because they swap your mods, right? Yes. Yeah. Well, that's the cool and thing Hippo, about it. so Hippo and TJ shared with me this week that not only can you set it up to swap all your mods and armor, color, and and skins and everything, but there's a feature that you can hit that Hippo set up where you hit PvP and it'll clear out everything in your inventory and only pull in your PvP weapons and PvP armor. So you can have like the only the exotics that you would use in in Crucible. That's or cool. like, you know, you only want two helmets on your character so you can switch between hand cannon and pulse rifle without switching uh. the mods or like, you know, I, I set up one build like that. And so I have like the two or three hand cannons that I like to play with, like Ace of Spades, Ostringer and Katana. And then I can have like a fusion, an SMG, and a shotgun. So if I if like stuff isn't feeling good, I can like swap weapons as I'm playing, and I don't have to go to dim, and I don't have whatever you know all the shit in my inventory from whatever I was playing before I went in there. Um, That's kind of cool. So that, yeah, it's cool. Like, or if you're gonna go into a, ra- a raid, you can set up your raid loadout, but then also put in have it clear out your inventory and just bring in you know the different Actually weapons cool. for the different parts of the raid. Yeah, that's because like, you can't like swap in game, right? You can't hit the like if you're swapping weapons, you have to like you have to manually do it. You yeah, have to manually yeah, do it. yeah, which is frustrating. yeah. The loadouts thing only applies in in orbit, yeah, or the tower. Um, yeah, I've just I haven't really been getting as that. Like I just wear the same armor. I'm more I'm using the same stuff I used whatever six months ago, and it, it seems okay. Um, I mean, realistically, it probably is. It's it's pretty much the same same junk. Although you know what, I was using the uh, Mita Multi Tool is pretty fun. Uh, I saw that like that was actually pretty good, and I was having fun with it. You can like run really fast with it, which is kind of nice. Yeah. Um, with arc, when you get uh, your your little boost as well. Oh, dude, it's too fast. I I don't like the arc the arc <laughs> sprinty boys. Like you you run too fast. It's like too fast. I don't even know how to explain it. Um, like when you get the arc, you get like that empowered thing, and then you start running for like three seconds, and it like kicks in. Yep, mm-hmm. it is, and then you start jumping like super high. It's that is really weird. I can't handle that. that the high jump is a little bit. This this slide can get you to get slide yeah. too far. 
Uh, but that's no, been fun. I've been kind of messing around. That's about all I've been really playing, I guess. Um, I played a show with Trials this weekend and uh, went flawless on Monday. Oh, nice. So, played with a lot of people. It was fun. Um, Including randoms online, right? You were just doing LFG yeah. posts and meeting yeah. people and being strangers I, online. Ah, LFG trials. I LFG to quite a few trials matches, and I just put in there, you know, be chill to weed out all the toxic people, and it worked. I like everyone <laughs> that I LFG'd with was totally chill and cool. Because um, I was just jumping in, like, trials by myself, and I'm like, why the fuck am I just playing solo trials against stacked teams when I could at least talk to people like I'm still probably going to lose, but at least there's some communication like and and the D2 LFG <laughs> just has a bunch of voice chats so I can just jump in in the voice chats you know, and talk with people. It's like at least when I yell, my teammates will hear me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. exactly. Well, I mean, you know, I know it yeah. makes it a little bit better when when you can try and call out like look behind you or come from your right or whatever. He um, said uh, in the, the bonus episode we did with Mark this week is uh, he went down the lane, saw two sniper rifles and went running the other way and said, hey, they're sniping that lane. And then the guy ran out in front of it and then afterwards said, oh, now I know what you're saying. Now I know what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. snipers. I, was, yeah. I, I, I went up to the mid lane and I turned around and started running back the other way. And I was using uh, Scrubhead in the in the previous episode had told us, you know, throw down your Warlock Rift on a corner and it puts you in third person like a sword used to. So you can peek and see if someone's sniping the lane. So I got really good at trials of going to certain corners, throwing down my Rift, looking around the corner, seeing a glint and then just bouncing, like not peeking it, just going to a different position. And so I did that on a very popular lane, saw two sniper scopes, was running the other way as the guy's passing me. I'm like, don't go that way. There's two snipers <laughs> watching it. And just like literally like three seconds later, I just hear Guardian down. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> 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 uh, that's good. That's, that's something um, I would do. But like, yeah, I got, like... in, I got in reps with uh TJ and Hippo and Marky and Scrub and Ghost and other TJ and uh, but it was finally Scrub and and one of his buddies that they carried me on Monday. He tried on Sunday though. I bet I bet we played for like four or five hours on Sunday. Played for a long fucking time on Sunday. So I don't know, fun times. I've just been raiding. That's been my thing lately. So we got a raid in last night with Fod and a bunch of other folks and got a nice little quick cleric. I don't know. I, for somebody who was not super excited for King's Fall to come back because I thought it was annoying in D1, I've been having a lot of fun with it in D2. So such is life. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I think it's fun. I think the changes that they made to it are it all It just makes it quicker. Yeah. yeah, like everything that they did to, to that raid made it better. I think. Although I'd watch people doing the master raid today, and let's just say I have no urge to do that. Dude, you know, if it was challenge, I would do it, but I don't want you to just throw a bunch of champions and shit in it. You know, that's not. I haven't played the raid yet. I've played 45 minutes of the season, I think two days after it came out, and that's it. <laughs> have you been playing anything or has it just been 
the daughter playing on your computer these days? I play a little bit of Minecraft with her. Like she'll play on the iPad and I'll play on the PC. But um, I play shit these days, dude. I've just been doing family things. I, I don't know, man. I've spent a lot of time with the family lately, just chilling. Um, spent a lot of time with my lady, hanging out. The football season started, so you know, like I always stop playing games when football season starts. Oh yeah, we can't be friends this weekend, right? <laughs> we still can, cause cause the Bucks okay. always win, so it's all good. Yeah, but, that's uh, fair. But uh, just kidding, I love you. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I haven't really been playing shit, dude. I don't know. I, I I went fishing last weekend and like a few weekends before that, and it's been chilling, man. I don't know. I just haven't really been playing much. And I still like drive Uber a couple nights a week, like on the weekends usually. So. The time that we would spend radio, I've been doing that because money's good. And uh, yeah. yeah, it's been chill. But yeah, I haven't really played shit. I want to. It's funny. It's like I was actually uh, talking to this dude I work with. He's like a younger dude, but he plays. He has an Xbox and he plays games and shit. And he, I, was, I was like, oh, yeah. I was like, I, I was like yeah. at one point in my life, he used to play a shit ton of Destiny. And we were talking about it. It's like, yeah, I played, I, I played Destiny. I really liked it, but I didn't really have anybody to play with. So it's kind of like the stuff that I wanted to do, I didn't have anybody to play with. It's like, yeah, it was a really good game. And I was just telling him, like, yeah, like, well, it's, it's come really far. I was like, I, was like, I just don't really play anymore because it's like, I don't know what point it was, maybe Forsaken or, or was it, I don't know, maybe, what was it? Uh, not, not, the one before Witch Queen. What was that? I think it was... The Scarlet Keep, uh, Shadow Keep. Yeah, yeah. Uh, whatever that season was, where like they really leaned heavily into the hobbyist player. You know, like they they, they catered the game more or less to the people that put like four hours a night kind of into it or whatever. You know, like I kind of fell off. I was telling him, and he was like, he so he re-downloaded it. And he downloaded uh, Witch Queen and I think Shadow Keep. Or what was the one? The other one? The one with fucking uh, Europa? Mega Stasis? What was oh. that? Uh, yeah, what the hell was that name? It was after Shadow Key. I don't remember. God, I forget the name. Yeah. I, want, I keep wanting to say Lightfall, but it's not Lightfall. Beyond no, Light. Lightfall's one's coming. Yeah. Beyond Light. Beyond Light? Yeah, so yeah. Beyond Light. Beyond Light was the one. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, you saying he downloaded that. I got stayed in the So he's like, it's funny, but he's like such like, so new to it, he doesn't like have any exotics or any weapons yet, and he's just like still trying to figure out. He doesn't play PvP because every time he hops in, he gets stomped. And like, it's like, yeah, man, it's like really hard, you know, for a new player, you know, like to think about what it's like to be a new player going into Destiny now with these people that have been playing it for fucking seven years or whatever it's been. Oh yeah, You should send them to Gator's channel because Gator with the Guardian Downcast has been doing new player videos every single week. To like try and help people since the new player experience really sucks. I'll do that. Um, link me, but yeah, I'll uh, I'll get them on it. But yeah, I was like just showing them like the other day. Like I was like, yeah, well, do you have like do you have your star commander for your phone so you can like chance your weapons? Like, no, what is that? He had no idea. I was like, like then I pro- then I like logged in a dim on like our work PC and I showed him like dim like how you can like do like transferring weapons and creating builds and all this shit. I was like, and he was just like. His mind is just like his eyes just lit up. He was like, "Oh my god, he had no idea how fucking in depth it is." I'm like, "Man, just trying to explain to it like through the eyes of <laughs> you know like somebody that's used to be it all in, and he's just now starting out." But yeah, but yeah, it's pretty cool. He's uh, he's all about it. You should turn him on because it's t- it's hard to like. I had a one of my nephews was like trying to play it, and I was trying to explain things to him and stuff, and eventually he was like, "I'm just gonna go back to Fortnite." Or whatever he's like, I 
He's like, it's this is too much. He's like, he was like, it's just too complicated. I'm like, all right, I guess. That's fair. But, um, you, you don't have eight years of run up into it to understand. Because I, I, I was trying to explain it. I'm like, man, I don't even, like, I don't, like, I was like, I don't even understand some of this stuff now. <laughs> like, I've been out of it a few months and I'm like, here are the bare minimums you need to know. <clears throat> yeah, I'm like, there's strikes. I think there's still strikes. <laughs> but, uh, that's really fun. I had a cool TV show I started watching. Oh, yeah. What's that? It's kind of new, but I mean, it's like popular, but, uh, <clears throat> Reservation Dogs. Um, oh my god! It's on dude, like Hulu. So good. Dude, it's ma- It's about these like Native American kids in Oklahoma, um, and like the town kind of they live in, and it's just like the about all the characters. Like each episode kind of follows a different character a little bit, um, and it's just so it's so good. Like the characters are so interesting, and like there's like depth and and it's kind of heartwarming at times and sad. Like it's just a great and it's very funny throughout. Um, it's really good. It's a really cool show. I definitely highly recommend it. Yeah, so um, Debbie started watching season one without me, and she kept saying how good it was, how good it was, how good it was. And so I uh, started catching up. Like, I was like, went to run on the treadmill one day. I was like, well, fuck it. I don't have anything to watch. I'll just start catching up to her. And I watched like one episode, and I'm like, okay, uh, yeah. I guess we're watching this now. And I'm already like up to like season two and caught up to where she was. But. Yeah, dude, it has 99% on Rotten Tomatoes. It's, uh... Oh, and it's that, uh, the... What is his name? Uh, Tikaya Watiti or Watiti or whatever oh, his Taiki, name is. Taiki I think. Yeah, who does, like, uh... Um, the Thor movies. The Thor movies and Our Flag Means Death and, uh, What We Do in the Shadows. Hunt for the Wilder People, if ever you want to watch a, a less a great movie. movie. Uh, that one is a fantastic movie. Yeah, I really like like the shit that he does is always so funny. Like it's so funny, and like um, this is just right there up, right up there with all of his other great work. Yeah, and it's but it's more than just it's like heart. I don't know. It's like weird watching it because it's like also the characters are just so like interesting. Like the actual people, yeah. like yeah. Willie Jack is my favorite character. Dude, Willie Jack. The two of those two are the. Oh, I just, I just, I don't want to give anything away, but I just watched the episode where Cheese goes on a vacation. If you know what I mean, have you yeah, seen that? Isn't that yet? great? That's my favorite episode. Oh my God, dude. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good <laughs> shit. He's it's it's such a good. Oh, that episode's so good. Did you say kids? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we're like it's inside baseball, but. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just looking forward to finally sitting down and watching the Cyberpunk show as well because I've heard nothing but good things about that. Uh, is it the one on Netflix? Yeah. It's, oh, okay. Uh, gotten very out. rave reviews, and people have said it's pretty rough to make it through. No I'm kidding. I have to check that out. I didn't even want. I didn't even know this was a thing. Yeah, yeah. So it's on Netflix. I think it's eight episodes. It's uh. I don't know. Cyberpunk has now had its uh it's just like Cyberpunk Edge Runners is the name of it. Oh, uh, okay, that's why that's why everyone's restarting. Yeah, it's like Cyberpunk's Cyberpunk. had its uh highest uh, number of consecutive players, concurrent players since launch this I last week. Playing. Yeah. Interesting. Everyone's downloading it and stuff like that off of the uh <laughs> off of the TV show, the Netflix show. So I'm gonna, I'll have to check that. Out. I saw it, but I was I assumed it would be bad. Just because, like, I'll, I don't know, a lot of the Netflix stuff turns out to be bad. 
So I was like, oh, I'll get to it eventually. I think I just finished watching, or I got like three or four episodes in the, the Resident Evil show. I was just like, oh, like, and it seemed that like it was going to be cool, but. Um, yeah, Google didn't... users have 98%. Rotten Tomatoes is at 100%. Oh, check that out. 4.9 out of 5. So IMDb is like an 8.6. So yeah, it's, uh, it's well liked. So I haven't got a chance to watch it yet, but you know I'm in the bag for anything CDPR does, including, I guess, now TV shows that are tangentially related to their IP. Yeah, you know what? Like, I, I'm sure like I'm, I'm way late to the party, but we started watching Ozark. That show was crazy. Oh, I mean, yeah. it's the first season. I haven't watched the last season yet, but... Uh, I, I don't know what season... I, I think we're towards the end of season three, but man, like... I watched like the first episode. Like we heard it was good. We watched the first episode, and it's like just locked in instantly. Like that first episode, <laughs> just like fucking hook, line, and sinker, just gets you, dude. Like man, fuck. I'm, I guess I guess I'm doing this now. So, but each episode's like an hour. So like I by the time like put the kid to bed, like I only have a time for like maybe one or two episodes before I want to go to sleep, and that doesn't take into account anything else I might be on or want to watch. You know, so it's taking me a while, but yeah, we're we're through like almost. The end of season three, I think. I don't know how many seasons. It's there are, a fantastic yeah. series. Yeah, I've, seen, seasons, I've seen it so. all. Oh yeah, that shit's fucking good, man. Yeah, we're yep. on that. It just keeps getting more and more fucking crazy, too, dude. Yeah, like I, I, I noticed that, like at one point I realized like, yo, they're like hitting a lot of the same like kind of Breaking Bad beats, you know, like regular Joe gets involved like in too deep, and and then like yeah, it's like I was just hooked, man, immediately. My shit was not good. All right. Well, it's getting kind of late. Should we put some music on the playlist and let everyone get to bed? Sure. Yeah. Give me three yeah. seconds to boot it up. Get your right. songs ready. Vamp. Whatever we need to do. It's going to be interesting finding time to edit. Uh, tomorrow's my anniversary with my wife. And uh, Friday, I'm leaving at nine in the morning. So <laughs> I have a very, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know I don't when know it's going to happen. Yeah, music episodes typically take like, you know, two to six hours to edit. So, well, just, just prioritize like, what you need to and get the shit edited first thing in the morning, dude. You know what I mean? No, 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 no. I took the day off. We're like going, we're going on an adventure. Ooh. Know, so, first things first, before you go, you got to edit the podcast. Yeah, she'll understand. I mean, you have an anniversary every year. Yeah, exactly. I mean, how many you times? About Weird Al every how, how many? How many yeah. times are you gonna get to edit a whole fucking Weird Al episode, dude? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it will be easier though because we didn't talk about like actual music, so I I can just like sample whatever I want, and yeah. stick it uh, in. Yeah, it uh, makes it easier. I think All you right. should sample um, the original. Put on a, uh, you definitely a have to put. Run. Yeah, but I've been doing though. That's funny. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh shit! We did talk about that. St- All right. I guess I do have to like that fucking song, man. Yeah. <laughs> Drink a little vino. <laughs> All right. Uh, what does Ben have for us? Ben <laughs> has "Fading" by Golfer on the list for us to listen to this week. Got it. Okay, who wants to go next? I decided against putting uh, September on again because 
I don't like that song enough to have it on two different playlists. Like, I like the song, but... You should just put the Trolls version with Justin Timberlake and Anna Kendrick on it. Or we <laughs> could go with The Muck by K-Flay. Oh, dude, you put on a K-Flay song? Yeah. Was that our you first know, music episode? The K-Flay and uh, Gift the Gab? That was early, I think right? It was our first. It was... I think it was Fluffy, but I think it was Fluffy's second pick coming around. Uh, I am I am a fan the of... The first one was the Eli album that you picked. Yeah, you might be... No, Danger Doom. Danger Doom. Yeah. Danger Doom then, was the first album. And then it was Eli the second, and then it was K-Flay and... Gift of Gab. And Gift of Gab EPs. Yeah, that's right. It was K-Flay and Gift of Gab EPs. Damn, we've been doing this a long time. I was like, I remember when we did Danger Doom. That was like when I first started at my uh, at my old job. So that was like 2019, like early 2019. Yeah, I can tell you, um, Mouse in the Mask was July 9th, 2019. Wow, there you go. I have like, like no Could be 10 years ago. Could be two months ago. I don't really know. Time doesn't matter anymore. Time is a flat circle. I am uh, really detached from the passage of time. Also, <laughs> we were like, because with we're just busy with the kid in school, especially now that he's back in school. Oh my god! Like it's just, I'm just like I'm just like all right. I gotta get to work in the morning, get him to school, and then it's like all right. I don't know what happened. Now it's the end of the day. Like now we gotta get to bed. <clears throat> um, Mr. Chuck. Marvin Gaye. Yeah. T plays it cool. There's a soundtrack version and a regular version. They're, they're the exact same length. I think it's probably the exact same song then. I think it's the same thing on the set. I don't know. I think the one I have on my playlist is the soundtrack version. So, yeah. Do that one? Yeah, it's like a classic break. Got it. Uh, Cliff or Rob? I already put one oh, on. You already did, Rob. Cliff? Um... Gosh, I'm gonna put on something new. Uh, wet like, leg. So, so made after 1990. It's new. It's like new. It, it just came out. It's what my wife was listening to. And I liked it. Uh, it's a band called Wet Leg, uh, which is a great name. It's two girls uh, and their song Chase Lounge. They also have a song called Wet Dream, by the way. And they yeah. also have a song called Too Late Now. And your mom naming, Wet Dream. Are we yeah. really just naming their songs? <laughs> Chase Lounge, huh? They do a good cover uh, of. You ever hear the Chats? That Australian band. They do like their song "Pub Feed." They're just like a kind of a I don't know, like a surf rock but Australian band version of it. Anyway, they do a good cop cover of one of their songs too. Um. <clears throat> anyway, I look forward to listening. Um, anyway, my wife so, found them, so that's what they're, so they're probably good. Oh shit! I can't find my song. Oh. You have to put eleven minutes of Albuquerque on there. <laughs> mm. Okay. Well, I'm gonna look for this offline because I know it exists on Spotify because it's on my personal playlist. <laughs> um, 
Uh, but we are going with the song Mexico by the band Romantica. Uh, it's kind of like a greener grasses type song, um, but it has some really amazing uh, strings and guitar in it. So it. Uh, I don't know. It's 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 good. I like it. I'm excited to listen. Yeah, Mexico by Romantica. I don't know why I can't find it on my search, but I found it on my other playlist, so we'll get it on there. Well, gentlemen, thank you for another fun chat about music. It's been a little while, so it's good to see you guys again. This was good. Fun. Uh, Fluffy's up next. Yeah. Am I really? Yep. Back to the top. Okay. Well, I will try to make less of a... I'll try to make less of a, a time gap between when we do music episodes because I really do enjoy these and um, having you guys having you guys here to help with them and bring the different perspectives really yeah they're good it was a long ways yeah this gap was my fault I just I think I just spent the summer not paying attention uh, early August so yeah (laughs) but I was I think I was supposed to give it to you like in June or something. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> and I was like, well, it's summertime, so I'll do it later. Yeah, summertime, all bets are off, man. Things happen, dude. You know I mean? Yeah. Um, are, are you done cabining for the year there, Fluff? Um, I think so. Done I'm, with your cabin, but you're also going to be gone for two weeks, right? Yeah, I mean, that's why, that's why I said I think so. I'm leaving on Friday. I'm going to my cousin's cabin in the UP for like 10 days. Uh, by myself with no responsibilities. So I, they'll nice. be up there, but uh, so there'll be other adults up there who do not have children to party with me, but I will. Yeah, it'll be good. It's needed, man. It, it's been a long fucking month and a half. So I got one more thing. Do you guys read books at all ever? Yeah, I don't I read many books book once. But um, but I do uh, well because I go to the beach, and when I once a year when I go to the beach, I, I buy books and read them at the beach. It's like my what I do. Um, but I this year I got uh this book from this Chinese author Xu Xin Liu. It's a sci-fi book. Uh, Three Body Problem. It's Bro, like a trilogy. I read that shit. It's so fucking good, dude. Dude, it was amazing. Oh my god, I haven't so read a good. good sci-fi in so long. Um, dude, but this whole trilogy is good. List of good sci-fis, but I've never read that one, so I'm looking forward dude, to that. Yeah, Check it dude, out. Yeah. Yo. The trilogy is, and they get better and better as you get through them. Um, but there's gets, three of them. Yeah, there's the um, three body problem is the first one. Then there's the dark forest. It's the second one. That's my favorite one. It's the dark forest. And then the third one is called Death's End, which I'm almost finished it now. I got to this really like depressing part where like it's it's depressing in the way the universe sure, might end. But anyway. It's wild. The books are wild. And it's this Chinese sci-fi author, so it's like got a weird... It sort of has like a different cultural perspective on things, I guess. Um, I'll send you the, the... I don't know, the names of them or something like that, but but they're totally worth checking out. If you like sci-fi, especially like that hard science fiction, uh, it feels like very crazy, like, a, like a foundation, like an Asimov foundation kind of like world building and stuff. It's really cool. Um, uh, anyway... So I just thought of that when I was. That's what I did at the shore. Is I read those those books. 
So. I didn't know those sequels, man. That's crazy. That's cool. Guess I know what I'm doing after football season. You get that Dark Forest book, man. It's really good. <laughs> it's oh yeah, yeah. Well, Gigi's voice was fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm super excited. I uh, I've been going to the uh, the list of the sci-fi books I've been reading lately. Uh, well, not lately. I've read a ton of these like repeatedly. So. I've added a whole bunch of lists for uh, future beach trips. So remember this next July, Cliff, that I've got a whole bunch of sci-fi books out there for you to read. Okay, yeah, for sure. But uh, yeah, if ever we ever want to talk about books, man, I have got, I love reading. It's one of my favorite things to do. So I have a long, long list out there of things to read. But I also am very lazy, so I don't want to do a book club to talk about them. But... (laughs) Ooh, let's just do a music episode. We'll do a book episode. We'll be like a book club podcast. <laughs> oh, oh, that sounds like homework. We should do a book club <laughs> once a year when I get back from the shore. There, there we go. go. And we'll Here just talk about whatever, whatever, I read. whatever book you read. <laughs> whatever book I read, I'll come and talk about it. Um, yeah, and Nips will read the whole book in one night so like he doesn't have to study. <laughs> whereas it'll take me like months because I just <laughs> do audio books on at work. <laughs> um... I'm down with this, but totally random segue back to something that we were already talking about. You guys remember that Nathan Apodaca guy, the cranberry juice TikTok guy, skateboarding cranberry juice guy? Yeah. He's plays the uncle in Reservation Dogs. Yeah, he, he parlayed that whole TikTok video into a fucking full-blown like acting role. That's dope. And he, And he's a fucking great dude. Like, we were Which, watching it, and Debbie's like, I think that's the cranberry juice guy. And I'm like, you're fucking crazy. And I went and looked, I'm like, you're absolutely correct. It is the cranberry juice guy. Which which <laughs> uncle is he in the show? He's the dude with the with the feather tattooed on the neck. Uh, the construction oh. uncle. Oh, uh, the, okay. The, the uncle, the vacation uncle. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think I know who you mean. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Cool. So. No kidding. Yeah, it's a great show. Word. Have right. a wonderful anyway, night. We'll end it here. I gotta go and, to sleep. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I will talk to you all in the near future. Our Thank you, everybody, for listening. Great. Have a great night. All right, sure. Take care.